0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Soxcast third anniversary live cast. Uh, how's it going out there in Internet land, um, and people listening to this after the fact who, unfortunately, won't be having all the fun we're having here, interacting with this very large chat tonight. And all of these wonderful and pleasant alerts that I forgot to turn off, that is not going to be a recurring theme throughout this show, I can assure you. I will now invite, you know, my other two hosts to unmute themselves and say something, because I can't stretch this out much longer. Come on now, hi! Joining in! Hey, how's it going? Everybody, oh, well. Wow. three years. Great. before we Before we kick this thing into high gear... Uh, gotta say something to, uh, our lovelies and everybody down in Houston right now. Um, mm. I'm just gonna say, just off the top, like, if you can donate, uh, to some charities to get those people some help, please do. If you can't, then by all means, do everything you can to get the word out. Uh, it's pretty fucking dire down there right now, and, uh, they need all the love and support that they can get. So, um... You know, just uh, so now let's talk about all the dumb stuff we normally do. But we are always good at these transitions from really somber topics to really dumb things. So to my immediate virtual right, for three years, fortunately, I want him to come over in my house and cosplay as Dr. Robotnik so I can get a load of this. (laughs) It's Rhett. Hi. How's it going,
1: Rhett? I I swear you've done that. Is that a greatest hit, that intro, the kid a little? No,
0: I've probably said that. I probably said that via DM at some point. (laughs) But my God, Brett, my God. Your your dick has gotten so much larger since the last time we talked. (laughs) (laughs) I I thought it would be fun to start this episode, actually, with a fun fact. What's what's huh? what's your fun fact? Because I've I'm got one hard. I've got one after you. Okay, we've got we've all got fun facts today. Okay, okay does everybody have a fun fact? John, do you have a fun fact? He, he uh, fell I'm thinking, already. No, yeah, I'm yeah. drinking tea. It's really tasty. <laughs> well we'll get a fun fact ready, because me and Rhett, we're gonna hit this chat up with some fun facts.
1: Rhett. Okay. Oh Rhett I didn't mean to put all this pressure on it now. Rhett, I want a fun this fact. This, Let's go. This is a very dumb joke. Okay, did you know?
0: that Polly has seven external hard drives this is this is not this is actually accurate yes i have seven external yeah. hard drives totaling yeah about probably nine or ten like the one after gigabit gigabyte <laughs> terabyte? terabyte yeah i've probably got like about nine terabytes of data just from 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 old stuff but I, that I probably don't need because you know what I did yesterday. I went. Did you hook one of them up for once? No. What I did uh, yesterday is I went through my uh, my pictures folders and everything. <laughs> I deleted everything. Aw. I don't save pictures on the internet anymore. I've decided. I say fucking everything because I'm compulsive. Which leads <laughs> us right into my fun fact. Uh-oh. So I've got a really fun fact and. Um, it's about well, it's about my co-host Rhett. Oh no. Did you know that at four in the morning <laughs> oh, Rhett will send you a direct message on Twitter asking you to get on Skype because it's a fucking emergency. It's <laughs> crazy down here in Rhett Town, and I just need to talk to you, Polly, fucking right now. I'm gonna so, hang so I rush over to my computer, like the diligent friend that I am, and God damn it with the alerts. Fuck you. Um, and thank you for the 69-bits, Mike Peachy. <laughs> nice! Nice. So, I get this direct message from Rhett at 4 in the morning, or 11 o'clock at night. One of the two. I like the other one better, but... You get to get on Skype. There's trouble in Retland, and he sends me this RAR file. I just, it was trouble, and it was literally like just 25 megs of his PSR2 character with a nude mod.
2: <laughs>
0: fun facts. Fun facts.
3: I had a fun fact.
0: To my immediate <laughs> virtual left. For three years, unfortunately,
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> applied directly to the butthole. It's John Thayer.
3: Hi. So, John Thayer, you got a fun fact? Well, I was googling for fun facts, and then I found one that I thought was very fun. And um, and, and? So did you know? Did you know that human saliva has a boiling point three? Times higher than regular water well it's because
0: saliva is it's it's like science you know
3: so, no boom. no it's, Polly no, Well, <laughs> saliva is 98% water and it has a boiling point of 100.16 degrees celsius the fun fact was a lie and then all the fun facts on that site are probably bullshit and I'm mad that I couldn't find a fun fact for y'all
0: I think saliva yeah. is ninety-five percent science, five percent Jesus.
3: Makes I mean, sense. Who's going to agree? 95%. Who's, who's going to disagree with that? Okay. I, I I like to live my life ninety-five percent science, five percent Jesus.
0: I think we all do, and that's why we're all gathered here on this Sunday to celebrate this wonderful <laughs> occasion. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this isn't a train wreck already.
3: So, so saliva, saliva comes out
0: in the shape of Jesus. exactly. Jesus t- so does oh. ret. So does Rhett's semen. Weirdly enough. Mm. Like when you, <laughs> which is good way, because, uh, because, no, because, no, no. because 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 <laughs> I always say I want to keep Jesus near my heart. <laughs> I'll let you. I'll let your mind do the rest. When you figure out what I meant by that, do you get it? Yeah, I got it. Okay.
3: You okay. can't fuck someone's heart.
0: That'd be just violent. No, oh. he blows a load across my chest, John. Oh, okay.
3: Because <laughs> that's that's a lot less.
0: That's no, that's still okay. Like I'm totally okay with that. Why does that still say we're starting shortly? No, we're we've already started. Oh Lord, I'm on I'm on the ball here. Don't worry. Of course. Now, okay, are, now we're a ca- now we're Now it's a casual now,
3: podcast.
0: Yeah, there you go. Unlike
3: just, our usual ones that are very professional, this yeah. one is just a this, one's,
0: this one's this one's this one's <laughs> going to stay on the rails. I promise you. So, so this being the third anniversary, we're going to kind of do a little bit of the normal thing we normally do. We're also going to get a little jiggy with it every now and again. We're going to keep things as loosey goosey as possible. Of course, we're still going to talk about some things that have. Caught our interest for a while, but we're also going to be bringing in people that have kind of helped make the Socks cast what it is, who have been very important to the production of the Sox cast, who have, you know, always done really cool things for us, um, and those people are awesome, and we kind of want to just have them on to kind of just be like, hey, come on, talk to us for 15, 20 minutes, and, and, and then I'm going to boot you out of the call, because we're not having a repeat of the 10th anniversary <laughs> show.
3: Yeah.
0: So, with, with, uh, with this being a very special show, I want to start this with, with a fucking showstopper, which is exactly why I'm not starting with, with John. Um, <laughs> so, gonna throw to my boy Rhett! Oh, I thought you were gonna go first. Nope. I never go first. You played first. the good I, game. I, I, I probably played the only good game out of anything uh, that's gonna be what, mentioned what, what, on you- here. Polly's being a hater, probably. Polly is hating. But with you, I feel that we need some catharsis. I feel that there we is need a closure. We need closure. <laughs> there is a tale to be told here that I feel uh, that just you know. So, uh, Rhett, why don't you take us through this amazing adventure and give us some closure? Like people are people are throwing away Game of Thrones. People are throwing away Twin Peaks. They're tuning in. <laughs> For this shot rock y'all, and also yeah, we're going to be watching the chat, and we're going to be talking to you folks in a bit, and we're going to be telling you how to interact a bit more uh, in just a sh- just a short bit. keep your panties on, we got you. We're watching you, <laughs> we love you, but just uh just keep keep, keep your panties on for a, just a just a, little, just a smidge, smidge longer.: Well, Rhett regales us with his amazing <sighs> and, and, and awesome adventure that we all are going to take together.
1: I don't know how to go transition into talking about video games after all this nonsense but yeah I finally finished The Witcher 3. That has an in- Whoa. No, you're fucking
0: lying. It has an ending. No, I don't and believe this. A couple others after that. Hold on, I'm looking at your Steam achievements right now and the game does have an it. In- Are you like the only person that has this? No. It actually has a pretty high percentage completion.
1: Considering, like, normally those games have, like, 20%. This one's, like, 40, I think. Damn,
0: that's actually kind of high for
1: a game It actually gets, is, really. gets,
0: Especially for a game that gets joked about
1: a lot. It's never-ending.
0: It's never-ending, yes. Yeah.
1: I think that was mostly in the first couple months of it coming out, because no one could actually get to the end. But anyways, uh, so I'd heard much about this game having a three-act structure. Mm-hmm. And that, like... Oh, when you think you're at the end of the game, you're actually at the end of Act One. So, last time, so we had to put the, this podcast on hold because I kept t- fucking talking about The Witcher. That's, That's
0: exactly why we're on hiatus right now. Is yeah, because yeah, Rhett, you were like, I was just like, I'm not doing it. I can't.
1: We're we're not doing three more episodes. You fucking talking about Witcher. We're not doing an episode till you finish The Witcher. So I'm here to say <laughs> I have finished The Witcher. <laughs> so, anyways, Act One. I've talked to death about that. I can't quite remember everything. So, you know the game Mass Effect 2? Yeah, I I like Mass Effect 2 a lot. Mass Effect Mm -hmm. 2 is basically, uh, it's a heist movie. Yeah. Where you're building a crew and kind of deepening your loyalty with the crew and doing those loyalty missions and stuff. And it's all building up to one big mission at the end. Mm -hmm. So, the second act of Witcher 3 is very similar to that. The funny thing, though, is that all those long quest lines that I'd said had, like, went on and on forever, even though they were technically optional, Mm -hmm. those become, like, the main quest of Act 2, where it's all the loyalty missions and stuff. Wow. So basically, by the time I actually, because I was so thorough, though, by the time I got to the part where it was like, okay, build this crew for this impossible mission, I had already done all of that stuff. So, so so I just needed to go talk to like four NPCs and they were like, "You have my sword and stuff." Like, it was just kind of weird. It's like, oh, I'm I'm done all this already. Like, so I like I did all the act two stuff basically during act
0: one. Oh, so, weird. Like that's that's kind yeah, of That's kind of got to deflate the experience a little bit. It
1: was a bit, it was a bit weird. I mean, that's the other thing is that the game itself doesn't actually denote the acts. Mm. So like. So during this huge, like, couple hours of, like, cinematic stuff and, like, you're kind of being railroaded through some major events, I kept fucking waiting for, like, the title card drop to be, like, end of act one, like, during mm. these huge moments, and that literally never happens. So there's,
0: like, there's like no kind of interstitial or anything no. that just lets you know you've reached the end of the first act? or I thought, No. I, I thought that, like, when you went to a new place, that was a new act. No, see, that's the thing. It's an open-world game. You can come and go from most of these places at any time. Yeah, but, like, all open-world games lock you out of places until... And then, like, when the next place opens up, that's typically considered, like, the next part of the story. Like, that's how, like, all the Grand Theft Auto games work. I mean, Um, that's kind of what this did, where it
1: locked you in for a bit, and then it lets you back out. And I'm like, okay, when the fuck is Act 2 gonna start? So I looked online, and it's just like... So I'm looking at a walkthrough, and it's like... Oh, I'm at the start of Act 3 now. Weird. (laughs) Um. Like, there's no actual message in-game or anything. That's real weird. It was just kind of silly. I'm not even sure the acts are denoted by the creators of the game themselves or if it's a fan thing.
0: It sounds Uh, definitely like a fan thing because, I mean, if if they're purposefully not bringing it up, I would think that, like, yeah, it's probably internally documented, but it's likely not like... Yeah. Yeah. So the end of act two is really amazing and like
1: big climax and stuff. And then act three just kind of, it loses that momentum pretty quickly. It's just like, okay, go dick around for a few more hours doing some side quest stuff and some main stuff in the open world. So at first I kind of was disappointed with that, but then like after having spent so much time in this world at this point, like there starts to be a sense of progress in the world itself, where like, like things are happening in the world. Other quest lines from earlier are kind of advancing. Like, yeah. oh, we were we said we were gonna get to this later, we're getting to it now, and stuff like uh, like the war has kind of come to a head. So it's cool having the game like kind of have that sense of progression. And yeah, then that is cool. And then the ending is pretty good, and, and all. So that's the main game,
0: and I took a couple weeks off, and then I did the first expansion! <laughs> Good. Like, well, okay, so how, like, how long did, the, like, the main game take you? Like, in hours? How long was that? Just kind of, like, you doing everything you wanted to do, and then getting that, like... You, you actually saw credits, I'm hoping.
1: So, yeah, you see credits at the end of the game, and then it kind of dumps you back in the world, and it's just like, oh, yeah, but... Like, when you get back into the open world, you're, like, a few hours kind of before the end of the game, like... yeah stuff cannot be undone, oh. basically. Mm-hmm. It's just kind of for fun. And then, like, the first expansion basically takes place, in theory, kind of before the end of the game. And the second expansion actually takes place after the end- main game, but is kind of vague about directly referencing anything.
0: Mm. Was it trying so to just first... be its own standalone thing, then?
1: Yeah, very, very much. Okay. There's kind of a, a wink and nod at the very end, like, oh, this is actually afterwards everything. Aye. So, um first expansion is pretty much just, like, its own 15-hour story campaign. Right. Not a whole lot to write a home about, but it's a very good story and all. And then the second expansion is freaking incredible. Oh. I, I didn't... I thought you had just
0: finished the first
1: expansion. No, I just didn't... No, the, see, that's the thing. The first expansion is just, like... It's own little story quest. It's not that long. Mm-hmm. The second expansion is a whole new area, whole new open world to explore, and it is friggin' amazing and gorgeous and, like, maybe, like, the prettiest area I've ever seen in the game. Cool. Consistently. Because, like, Witcher 3, especially, is a very kind of intentionally ugly game, especially the first area being, like, a swamp and, like, a shitty war-torn land. Mm-hmm. Uh, The expansion takes place in basically their version of France, and it is just, like, pastel colors and beautiful sunrises and sunsets, and nothing is wrong here. That sounds vastly different from... Yeah, and, like, they turn the color saturation way up. Yeah. It's just, it's, like, hyper-saturated, beautiful. So it's a super nice area to be in.
0: So Taylor wants to know if there's, like, like, is that the one where you have to retrieve the stolen penis of a statue?
1: Yeah. There's a lot what? of dumb side quests in <laughs> the ex- second expansion Heart. It's Blood and Wine is the second one.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, like they also seem to not be taking things as seriously anymore. Like it's a much lighter tone in general. And there's a side quest where someone there's a statue that they're like, "Oh, people come here to rub it for good luck and sexual oh prowess."
2: God. So someone
1: so someone steals the dick off the statue. <laughs> And you have to go track them down. And then there's a whole thing where, like, their cheating wife walks in and sees you, and you're like, wait, no, wait, no, wait, no,
0: no, no. Oh, oh no! Utter yeah. madcap nonsense and silliness!
1: It's pretty much like that.
0: <laughs> wah, wah,
1: wah.
3: Dun, 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 dun. And the
1: whole thing, I guess, about Hearts and Wine is that it's kind of a better open <laughs> world game than the main game itself. Because, like, it feels like it rewards exploration a lot more. Like, you can just kind of roam around this area and find stuff. Whereas in the main game, you're kind of always wanting to just be guided by the quests. Mm -hmm. And there's some really cool moments where, like... There was one quest that kind of took me to the top of a mountain, and I saw some dragons up there, so I killed them. But they weren't part of it. They they just happened to be up there. Mm -hmm. And then I got another quest later on that was like, Who killed these cows? and, I know, it sounds really stupid. <laughs> that's very dumb. You tracked him down and he to the top of the mountain, and Geralt is like, oh, I already killed two dragons up there. I bet they were the culprits. And you go up there, and he's like, yeah, I already killed them, but now I can get somebody to pay me for having done it. Oh, my it. God, that's good! That's really good, because, like, in other games, I think the dragons just wouldn't be what? up there until you were on the quest yeah. to kill them. yeah. So the fact that they were just always there and you could kill them whenever... That's pretty cool. There's a few other mentions. Like, both expansions have, like, dialogue that references stuff that happened in the main game. Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Like, if it... That may not have happened, depending on where you are and stuff. So it's kind of cool that they do acknowledge some stuff. And... At the end of the second expansion, uh, I kind of got the bad ending. Oh. (laughs) And and Uh. I was just... But I was just like, uh, well that's probably how things have to happen. Like, your choices don't matter. And I looked it up, and it's like, oh, oh, there is a good ending. Shit. <laughs> Whoops. But I think it's also really kind of a testament to this game where the bad ending felt completely appropriate, like, tone-wise, mm-hmm. where kind of, like, they do a lot of fairy tale referencing in the second expansion, and, like, th- the old versions of those stories that are off, off. often pretty grim and stuff so like say characters dying at the end was kind of a constant yeah yeah Yeah. like kind of irony I guess so yeah that game's really good and then there's a real kind of dumb fourth wall break at the end where uh Geralt goes (laughs) I could use some rest and then he looks straight at the fucking camera oh (laughs) my god (laughs) So that's, that's a little that's a little more than self aware at that point, yeah, the, you could tell they had fun making this one, yeah, so I've got some more side quests, but for now I'm putting the game down for a little bit you're cause... you're witchered out like because this is the only thing you've literally <laughs> played for two fucking months? <laughs> is that, what's insane is that I'm not actually witchered out, it's just that there's not much left of it, oh. so it's like okay let's let's chill for a bit, yeah <laughs> I'm about that one game hell now.
0: Yeah, you bullshit and fall back in it. You'll fall off that train in literally like fucking a week from now. You're gonna be playing two <laughs> games. Two or more. You got like, you went from what? Eight in your queue down to five. It's fucking stupid. I, I finished Dead
1: Rising 2 just now and it was like, oh, by the way, there's more of this game. And I'm like, hey, oh, I want more of you. I, I don't- want more. Oh, if I only hadn't done that side quest that unlocked the true ending. Fuck. Whoops. Okay. okay well Now no, you're kind of committed. Yeah, but I didn't have time to do that before now. <laughs> oh, well.
3: I've got that good, good, no game at uh, a time. That good, yeah, right
4: no now.
0: game life. <laughs> John's got no game. You heard it here. <laughs> you your favorite?
1: Sounds really cool and good. It's really good and cool and but it's insanely long, so I can understand why certain people like Polly and John yeah, wouldn't.
0: I'm never be able to touching it. it. Like I can yeah. admire it from a distance. I might. I can admire it from a distance, but it is not something I will ever play. Which is weird when we consider
3: what I am going to talk about, but
0: that'll be <laughs> later.
3: I've been enjoying some like contemporary long fantasy stuff. I could really see myself digging into that world. I've been, oh, I've been should...
0: enjoying some fantasies about Rhett's penis.
1: Well, before you derail That's things, everyone, I was gonna,
0: how funny would it be if John read The Witcher books? Oh, God. <laughs> that would be... Well, I mean, it would Just still be... Just a whole
1: deep dive in the story. Read all the books, then play the first yeah,
0: game. Yeah, yeah. Oh, my God.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah. Very quickly, there's a whole bunch of references to the books again in... the the expansions like characters that weren't in the games ever show up and Geralt's like
0: oh hey haven't seen you in forever I gotta assume that it's just people like that it's it's that guy's gotta be real furious. <laughs> Cause now they're just they're just like he's a little dog and they're just rubbing his face in a big shit and piss pile just being like, yeah look what we did. <laughs> We're way more successful than you.
1: This character you killed at the end of the last book, he's alive now.
0: what wah, wah, wah. <laughs> Was that The Witcher
1: 3? That's three? really
3: funny. Yeah, that's, that's Witcher. Yeah,
1: i
0: heard
3: probably going <laughs> to hear it about that's it again, a, I would no, assume. I'm definitely
0: never going to talk about it on this podcast again. Oh, never. I guarantee <laughs> it. It will not be making any other appearances. Never, never. So I guess if ne- that's The Witcher 3, why don't we... Go ahead and ask our first guest to get himself ready. We're going to be pulling him in here in just a few moments. Uh, Hell yeah. When they shoot me a message, I'll know they are ready. Uh, In the meantime, we're going to entertain everybody with a nice song sung by Rhett. (laughs) Go, Rhett. Uh... Come Come on, you're wasting the people's time at home. Let's go. My name is Geralt.
1: I am a witcher. I drink potions and put oil on my sword. I like to have sex with Succubi. Just kidding. Never touch that stuff. Uh, <laughs> I, killed, I killed an ogre one day. And <laughs> I ate its liver.
0: I puked. <laughs> I think our first guest is ready to come on in. You may know, you may know this guest. Uh He is Lisa. (laughs) He is our official fourth. We always design this as a three person show, but this person would always be our spiritual fourth. Ladies and gentlemen,
4: you know him. You love him. It's our good pal boner. I'm the spiritual fourth because I'm spiritual. Spiritual?
0: And you're 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 a, a, a lancer.
3: Yeah, spear, I'm a Mitsubishi car Spirit, spiritual. broom Yeah. oh Better watch out, he's gay Yes. gay hey,
4: I'm. I'm a, no, hetero What? What? Me and, Whoa. Me and John are in that fate mindset And you guys are doing something else
0: <laughs> Y'all are into some bad media That's not very good uh, I wish good. the name
4: of that weapon was called the gay-bulge Gay Bulge! Yeah! Now yeah, that. It's kind of like what Mick Jacker uh, had on the Rolling Stones album where you unzip it and you see the tidy whities with crowd. Oh, the yeah!
0: Man. I, I saw
4: that in a record store the other day. Oh, I for real? Because vinyl is heckin' expensive and I don't have a turntable.
0: It's not that bad depending on what you're buying. Like, I'm buying, like, recent releases and they're not too bad. Like, I don't
3: mind if paying. You only listens to vinyl because it's the only way you can get music to sound good. Got if a it's lot of a The
4: issue of a semi-famous album, like say Super Unknown, oh, uh, it's, it's like thirty-four bucks, which yeah. is ridiculous. Yeah, that's uh... I've
3: never heard of Super Unknown. <sighs> <laughs>
1: okay, no, I just
0: no. want to do this now. Was John kidding about no not knowing about Demon Days? No, I don't think John was kidding, and I don't think, and I think John was kidding about it being an underground, nobody's heard of it album.
5: Well,
3: I, Anna had heard of it, so I knew I knew it wasn't. Well, not that Anna doesn't know anything about music. You know lots about music. I just was like, oh, Anna, Anna knows what this thing is. It's not like complete. It's not just like just a thing my friends talk about. So,
4: she's mainstream enough that I can use her to gauge the pulse of the music industry. <laughs> <laughs> she, she's a Swifty. Oh she's, no! She's, she got that new Taylor Swift album. Oh no! It talks about Katy Perry, just oh. like the last one did. Oh,
0: uh, I hate Taylor Swift so fucking much. Oh, <laughs> uh, so how's it going, Boner? I it's going. It's been a while since places. we. It's been a what It's been a heck of a long while since you've been on a stream or a a video or a podcast.
4: Does those. those are for nerds.
0: They are. They are. That's why I stopped doing them. Yeah. That and I didn't want to fucking hear about the Witcher anymore. Fair.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: so, uh hey, what do you want to bring to the table? We'll talk about whatever you want. You got you got fifteen, twenty minutes. Make it shine. Show me your shine.
4: Alright. Um I I don't I'm not Uh-oh. a Mario with short sleeves, which is weird. Whoa, weird. Yeah. I don't I don't fly around with a water shooting jetpack. Waiter. I don't get shines, <laughs> as, as the cool kids say. All those cool kids, you know, doing the shines. Man. So,
3: hey, I'm this is a reference to Polly's favorite parents game. Parents
4: can watch out for if your kids are uh, addicted to the shines. Yeah. Um, number one, mm-hmm. uh, they say, it's a me.
0: Oh, that's that's definitely, that's a dead giveaway right there.
4: Number two, they eat lots of spaghetti. Mm, yeah, that's,
0: I mean, well, I mean, like there are a lot of people that eat a lot of spaghetti, so I'm not sure right, that would like, be, that wouldn't be a telltale sign, but if it's in conjunction with any of the others, I'd be very worried.
4: Yeah, like, you know, Eminem, I mean, you, you, he is known as a spaghetti connoisseur, Absolutely, absolutely. He doesn't go on those Super Mario odysseys that we see people <laughs> going on, you know, they just neglect their kids, jobs, responsibilities, <laughs> and just throw hats on people and possess them.
0: Yeah. That's a, little, a game seems real morbid in a way.
6: Yes.
4: Did you see that copy pasta where it's basically like, um, Mario can never die because it's like son, I just have one last request. <laughs> Put my hat on
2: oh, <laughs> That's
0: pretty good. <laughs> oh
4: lord. That's God what we're gonna luck. do. So three years, socks cast. It's a lot so- of time. Doc's casting sexy peoples lot, Yeah there's a lot of
0: those too A lot of them right in the chat I'm not pandering at all wink wink Yeah can I Socks, get a cast
4: make people sexy Can I get a cap of pride in the chat Let's Get some well, cap of
0: pride in there <laughs> There we go here's just some cap of pride I just yeah, threw some that's cap how it's pride Done in. If you are listening to this after the fact you can just type cap of pride in your head and it'll be fine
4: Yeah you might get the gay though That's yeah.
0: how it Oh works. it's definitely if you type cap of pride you're fucking gay Like, it's done. Like, you've sealed the deal. Aw, shit. Wait, you told me that too late. Whoops!
4: Carmichael did two of them.
0: Oh, damn! Did he just, like, reverse... Does that, like, reverse the spell if you do two on the same line?
4: I doubt it.
0: Uh Yeah, it probably just means... Carmichael's now double gay.
4: Yeah, family double gay. That's... you 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 gotta reach up a giant nose full of, uh... Um... It's not nose hairs. Uh, drag it's dragon lube and pull the gay flag. It's out. like, and there aren't
0: nose hairs. There's just nose penises inside.
4: No, no. they're they're man, gay man pubic hairs. Okay, really okay. gnarly ones too. No, yeah. oh
0: yeah, but there's still or, penises or in, in there. Figure. I want that to be a weird. sneeze. I like penises being inside the nose for some reason. I think that's just a real funny visual, and I'm really hammering it home, so <laughs> hoping someone laughs.
4: Well, you're gonna hit up. Uh, Pixiv to find that exact Japanese uh, hentai art. It as probably soon as we exists. You wrap this podcast.
0: It probably exists.
4: I uh, no, probably not. yeah probably. Mm-hmm. <laughs> John's <laughs> looking
1: up
0: them elephant girls right now. Oh my god! <laughs>
4: Isn't that a white stripes album cover? <laughs> I think so. Probably. <laughs> <laughs> Oh uh, shit! How are we doing on time? We're doing
0: good. You still got like I don't know, fifteen minutes. Let's go, right Like, so, what do you want to? Do you want to chop it up about something, or are we just gonna sit here and jack off?
4: Uh, well, both things sound great. But yeah, they're I guess they're, I need they're to both take pretty this good. in a direction that's um, engages the audience. Uh,
0: oh, and really family friendly, by the way. Need to oh, need to, yeah. definitely need to impress that.
4: All right. Um... So, um, I bought a motorcycle, that happened. Uh-oh. Oh. Damn. Oh, cool. Um, a week later, I fell off said motorcycle. <laughs> oh, that's, that oh. is, that's
0: not so good.
4: Yeah. So, You're still here, that's good. Well, yeah, um,
0: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I, different I, kind I, of I, nose job, sorry. I saw a different kind of nose job in the, the chat, uh, and it killed me.
4: Ah, uh, nut.
0: Ah! <laughs> ah! So you fell off your motorcycle. I hope to God you're okay and have no lasting
4: injuries. Well, I did break a rib, but the good well, news keepers. is it was the rib that if you don't have it allows you to suck your own dick. Oh, damn. So, so like so like <laughs> the last
0: few weeks, along with all the Percocet, you've been having a real good time.
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but no, in all... <laughs> In all seriousness, um, if you want to get into the motorcycling sport, uh, I suggest you uh, search around for a local uh, motorcycle safety foundation course. Um, they're usually about two hundred fifty dollars, depending on where you live. Um, you know, talk talk to some people, um, preferably not biker gangs, because they'll probably try to just make you buy some crank. Um,
0: and if you don't buy said crank you'll get more broken ribs than you would falling off
4: Um. well maybe I don't know it depends it depends like if you, you, know, you go to your mom's bridge club and it's like you know they, the first one's always free right so they might like slip a little in the ginger snaps that mm. they uh, they're,
0: alway, they're always I, giving is... away the ginger snaps you're not wrong
4: I wish somebody would give me some ginger snaps
0: oh. no I want some ginger snaps ginger snaps are pretty okay I'm hey, all on board hey, with y'all. Yo. What's crank?
4: Yo. <laughs> no, it's a uh, it's a movie with Jason Statham.
0: Yes. Oh, okay. That yeah, they're, they're going to they're going to slip you a DVD copy. Not a Blu-ray copy. That's a, that's a little too much. You don't get the, you don't get Blu-rays on your first.
4: <laughs> won't okay. I don't Blu-ray.
3: He lose me. <laughs> <laughs> I like the needle with the spoon. <laughs> I'm Jason Statham. I'm Jason Statham. My heart doesn't go unless I run. I have
0: sex on a football field.
4: It, Ludacris does that in a song.
0: Oh, for real?
4: Yeah. You know, we can do it in the George Dome on the 50-yard line while the birdie board's script for tree. I'm sure some of those lyrics were not... Delivered correctly,
0: probably. You got, yeah, you have a good flow though. Yeah, good
4: conviction. Oh, that's Andrew. right. They, they're they, they fucking the Georgia Dome closed down. Ah, fuck. That song's irrelevant now. Fucking, I'm disillusioned with everything.
0: Damn. Like that, you have the deepest of ludicrous lore, and now it's just fucking. I'd like down the pisser.
4: What if um, what if ludicrous and lord got together, and, like did a compilation album?
0: that would be okay. But, yeah. I'd listen to it. I mean, like they, they both got good voices.
4: Coming on the ALC uh, 2021. Yeah, ALC, that's a thing that's happening again. Oh, yeah. it's <laughs> like when a bunch of like, jackasses got together and talked about music. Some asshole recommended the Red Hot Chili Peppers. I don't know why anybody <laughs> would be listening to that in 2016. Yeah,
0: exactly. Carmy's got the right idea, though. Lordacris. I kept waiting for that to be a pun
4: that he was setting up. That yeah, was- I thought
0: I thought Boner had something prepared here.
4: Actually, I was talking <laughs> about Lordy, the Finnish band that won Eurovision like five years ago. Or oh no,
0: yeah, plus. they're weird.
4: <laughs> they're very weird. <laughs> Europeans are weird. They are just in, <laughs> just in <laughs> general. What even are that? Just on general
0: principle, like Europeans. What are Europeans? We just don't know. We just, we can't figure that out. If
4: anybody's European in the chat right now, I hope you know that we are uh, silently mocking you.
0: Yeah, like I, and (laughs) openly judging you.
4: If Raniac's there, or I don't know, maybe like you're not there because time zones, then... Well, not Raniac, though.
0: I don't think anybody, and, and like Raniac wouldn't be there because Raniac is a fake Brit. Yeah. Lives in Missouri. We all know that. What about yeah.
4: Canadians? They're like almost... Canadians
0: similar, don't right? count because Canadians aren't people.
4: Oh, okay.
0: Mac's hey, a person. <laughs> okay, okay. dMac is the only good Canadian. Everybody else, they're not actually well, people.
4: What about Drake? What are your opinions on I, I don't like Drake in the slightest. Ooh.
0: <laughs> so you, I'm going to so throw out like, throwing out a hot take like here. Drake,
4: and then it's like, ooh, like shunning... Yeah, yeah like, then,
0: like somebody comes to me and they're like, "Yo, I like Drake." I'm just like, mm, "That's it." Like, you are so, never so who actually. Do you,
4: f- who do you do the second reaction to, where it's like the smirk and the pointing the finger, like, "Yeah, that's the shit right there." Oh, uh, I don't, I don't, Drake, uh, that's a um, I don't. Drake, that's a Drake alter ego.
0: Yeah, Drake exists uh, to be a bad rapper and singer and maybe, a meme.
4: What if, what if Drake is like secretly Drake Mallard, uh, the secret identity of Darkwing Duck? Oh shit, did we just like, crack It's about to get dangerous?
0: Did we just fucking crack the code? Or did you... we did we
4: crack god. the code? Ah, damn oh, it, you beat me. My god! It's okay, we'll just say it was the Skype delay.
0: Why didn't I why didn't I fire that off the moment it That's... hit my lips?
4: I thought you were about to, honestly. <laughs>
0: It's all just downhill from here. I don't want to be on uh, this po- so- See why I don't want to do podcasts anymore? People steal my fucking jokes.
4: All right, so I guess I got, like, a minute or two left. Um, speaking, like, way of clever segue, um, coming from Darkwing Duck, I guess, uh, I've been watching The Tick. You've been
0: coming to Darkwing Duck?
4: Yes. Um... <laughs>
0: Yes, I'm I'm going to take everything. Disney
2: afternoon, man.
0: Everything, everything, yes. If you came to this podcast tonight thinking, is she just going to turn everything into awful sexual metaphor? You're goddamn right. Okay, so.
4: Let's get
0: dangerous. The dick. Or tick. The tick. Tick. (laughs)
4: Yeah, so as you may or may not know, uh, on Amazon Prime streaming, they released a new tick series because um, after the early 2000s Patrick Warburton tick series that only lasted like five episodes. Yeah. I, I think this one was rife for a, a reboot or reimagining if you will. Um, It's it's actually pretty faithful to the 90s animated series just in tone and I mean of course it's you know they had to update it. It's a little more adult as we like people actually get killed. Oh oh damn. Quite a, quite a bit. <laughs> oh damn. Um, so, just to kind of run it down, it, it kind of follows Arthur, and um, it does it does make references to characters in that were in the animated show, and I'm not that familiar with the comic that spawned it, but, you know, his sister Dot is there, um, the main villain of the whole thing is the Terror, the nonagenarian, like, way-too-old villain. Yeah. Uh, so, it's not... Like, it's only six episodes of the first season, so it's not too hard to figure out kind of like how the characters are interrelated. Um, but yeah, it kind of deals with Arthur dealing with some past issues, and it's, it's like then the tick shows up. And when you first see the tick, uh, he looks like shit <laughs> like he looks <laughs> like he's um, like wearing compression tapes, spray painted blue, <laughs>
0: kind of like in
4: the Deadpool
0: movie when he's trying out different. What, like trying to build his 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 his, his battle suit and all of yeah. like the terrible versions of that they run through
4: um yeah, it's kind of a side I, I really love the um the sweatpants that uh, <laughs> peter wears in the first uh, the uh, sam Raimi spider man the first one yeah um <laughs> okay Owen saws <he's>, uh, <laughs> ready
0: shout out to macho man.
4: So, like, anyway, like, later on, like, the Tick shows up again, and he's in, like, a much better-looking costume, and, like, Arthur's like, did you, uh... Is, is something, something different about you? So it, it kind of goes into the whole thing, where it's like, is, is Arthur imagining the Tick's there, and all this kind of stuff, but, uh, yeah, if you have Amazon Prime, I'd recommend watch it. Um, it's, it's definitely... Uh, <laughs> it's definitely faithful to, like, the dialogue where, um, Tick does this weird wordplay, it's like, uh... Destiny's handing you the phone, Arthur, and she's, you know, what... Oh, yeah, just kind of like... Yeah, that, they kind of lay out, like, overly bombastic and, like, weird metaphors that kind of don't go anywhere but make sense in, like, their own internal, like, circular logic.
0: Yeah, it's kind of like a little bit of, like, absurdist humor right. and, and anti-humor kind of, like, mixing together, which was kind of always the best thing about the T- the, the, the animated TV show is that, like, the dialogue mm-hmm. in that show is great, and I love that they had a lot of continuity in that original show too, because like uh, once the once once the villain <laughs> took a bite out of the moon, it's yeah. it, it stayed it's, there for the rest of the series. Yeah,
4: yeah, who's burnt? Yeah, Chairface Chippendale. who's, like trying to burn his name into the moon, and he gets as far as ch, and yeah. like, doesn't quite finish the h, and then like for the entire <laughs> yeah, series,
0: and it stays and there.
2: Says,
0: <laughs> I, ho- I hope they they bring back the Mad Bomber, what bombs at midnight. Oh, God. Or is it, like, yeah, it, the Midnight Bomber what bombs at midnight?
4: Yeah. Yeah, it's got a few of those illusions. <sighs> it doesn't, like, pull out all the... Uh, you're not going to see Chairface Chippendale or Dinosaur well, Needle or even... Or Deflator Mouse. I'm hoping Deflator Deflator Mouse,
0: please! <laughs> like, I'm hoping that this is just, like, a test run and they're gauging interest and that there is interest and that they kind of go a little more into, like, you know, like, hey, here's 12 episodes and a budget, go crazy.
4: There, there is a character who I can't remember if this was in any of the older material or not. He's like a kind of a Punisher knockoff named Overkill. Yep. And, uh, which is, I swear to God, is the name of a Spawn character. But, I'm you know, that sure was probably is. done with no irony whatsoever. Yeah, uh, yeah. He's one of my favorite just, like, because of his interactions <laughs> with Arthur and stuff. It's like how ridiculous this is. He calls everybody jackass for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> he, he eats, like, a... Sp- spam like a Greek spam surrogate in this universe like straight out of a can yeah um, and uh he's his um he has a boat um kind of like hideout that's controlled by an AI voiced by Alan Tudyk <laughs> and there's a great exchange where they're like you know what's in that right and it's like he's eating spam out of a can he's like yeah mostly hoof some salt <laughs> <laughs> it's like you want to eat off a plate like a civilized person <laughs> This but definitely, yeah,
0: the, like, this definitely sounds really good.
4: Yeah, it's Excellent. it's kind of it's kind of like giving me faith back in the whole superhero thing. This kind of gotten a little samey. Like, it got really big when the Avengers movie made a shit ton of money. Yeah. And now it's like, okay, well, we're gonna beat this whole genre and and and, and, and just like type, uh, into the ground yeah. where everybody's gonna get, uh, oversaturated with it. But no, this is a breath of fresh air, I would say.
3: That's pretty awesome. That's really nice, because, yeah, I've been feeling that overexposure, too. Yeah, like, it's fucking, there's
0: literally a new fucking, there's literally a new fucking superhero every goddamn minute now. They're just pumping him out by the minute. Yeah. Cool. So, Boner, I want to thank you. I want to thank you for, one, one, for stopping by and and not, uh, you know, just bailing completely on the show like an asshole last time. Wow, uh, we wow. Did these... really
4: we're gonna bring that up yeah
0: you had to know that I would look if I'm gonna bust rat's balls and exaggerate details about him messaging me at four in the morning <laughs> then I'm gonna fucking
3: i'm I'm gonna uh, bust your balls too
4: and and coming where it looks like Jesus yeah <laughs> uh, well no that actually happens oh, yeah. okay.
3: that's a real thing it's like, it's like every time it's really weird
0: yeah it's really weird <laughs> that it's every time
3: just draw a little <laughs> picture right there yeah
0: yeah <laughs> And of course, you know, always being there to be our fourth at any time, being a, a fantastic part of the community. We love you to bits. I like, I, you know, chat has picked up significantly since you joined the call. So, um. Oh, wow. So, yeah, you are awesome. Thanks for stopping by. And I hope that you enjoy the rest of the show with the rest of us.
4: All right. Thanks, thanks for having Connor. me. Peace out.
0: Right, right. Boop. All right, we we all just fucking yeah. I did, everybody just hung up on him at once. It Was great. He hung <laughs> up. He hung up on us. We hung up on him. It was a nice mutual exchange, like adults should. So that's always a that's 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 always a good thing, you know.
3: Holly just dropping her takes on like how on hanging up etiquette.
0: Yeah, just like, hey, you know what? That's how you do it. Just everybody, fucking just hang up at once. Everybody, just, it's mutual hatred, because when you think about it, that's how phone <laughs> calls are. It's just mutual hatred. Nobody actually wants to talk to anybody on the phone. And we, like, when you're hanging up, like, that's your, that's, that that's your sign. That's like, man, fuck off. So, like, every time I hang up on somebody, I have to buy a new <laughs> phone, because I literally push my fucking fist through the back of the phone. I mean, we've all been there. You don't get
1: to slam phones like you used to. I
0: know. That's like Ah, pressing a button. Pressing a button is not nearly as satisfying. It's not
3: even a button. You're like a tap, tapping a screen. Like, oh, I'm going to hang up on you. Oh, I'm going to get you so good. Boop. (laughs) Guess
0: what? Guess what? Boop. It's not a fucking. It's not an anger sound. Boop. No matter how fucking hard or loud you make it. Boop. Not a fucking anger sound. Sorry. Get on an iTunes, iPhones, Apple, Bill Gates. Get on it! Do your thing! <laughs>
3: you figure out how to make hanging up angry again. I want, a-
0: I want real angry hanging up! God damn it. Or I can just, like, always have another phone on me, or an MP3 player, that has the sound of me hanging up a real phone very loud, and I'll <laughs> play that into my actual phone before I press the button. Which... It's a little convoluted, but it gets it's, the fucking yeah, but, but point it, across. It's still ending on the boop.
3: boop right. But why isn't that? Why isn't? Why can't we just have that as a built-in feature on phones now? Just have we can have a hang-up button and an angry hang-up button. Yeah, so like there should just sound be two. On end and on their end. Yeah. Like, why can't that be a thing?
0: Like, uh, uh, I'm I'm so angry. Like, technology has robbed us of so much. This is
3: just like the other day when I got really mad because I realized that, like, if they just made, like, a Siri that was really mean, <laughs> then everyone would love it. Every, then it, they would make a trillion dollars. Probably. Just like... It, it, I'm waiting for this to segue into something sexual. Just it, are, it already has, right? I said... <laughs> I right, want my right, phone when to a, be. A, where have you been this whole podcast? No, I'm specifically meant. No, I, I just theory. said I want. I just said that I wanted my phone <laughs> to have a mean lady like talking down and insulting me all the time. Obviously, that was that was already there, dude. Okay. Iris Heart, yeah. <laughs> dude,
0: that yeah. would be so good.
3: Mm-hmm. It doesn't even have to be like that. Over just like Gladys or the Shodan thing, like that, because that's that was obviously it's also there. Yeah, um, yeah. I would Everybody. actually like a Glados phone. <laughs> that would <be> pretty good. <laughs> How much for that. Ugh. So, Holly, what's the next part of the podcast? What's the
0: next part of the podcast? Well, John Tire. Guess what? Your time to shine. Oh, gee, really? Yeah, it's finally time, ladies and gentlemen. Take your seats. You're gonna want to be ready for this. You never want to miss a John Thire segment. On a Socks cast, and you are especially not gonna wanna miss this John Thayer segment. It is a very a special one. Take. I've been assured that this is going to be the best John Thayer segment on a Socks cast that you've ever heard, or we get to fire him.
3: I just saw, I just, I still have the penis nose on my, up here on my screen from when I supposed to did earlier. <laughs> It just I was about to I like, was laughing and then I opened my eyes <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> Yeah, that's a that's a thing that
0: I can't actually show on Twitch. So yeah. we'll be skipping that. But John has posted penis nose, uh in our chat and, and it's it's, and it's, it's a,
3: important to note yes. that it's not just a picture of a man with penis nose, but in the corner is a circle with text in it that says, What is America's fetish this week?
0: <laughs> <laughs> in like news Newsweek font or something. That's so fucking weird.
1: <laughs> you too hey, are that's weird. My What the fuck? Oh, that's the segment.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so I, I talked about... I um. So I played... Uh, so I played... I played a video game. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, I, okay.
3: so, you know that thing where we, like, play a really... Like engage with like a really well-known piece of media and then joke about it being like really hidden and obscure
0: yeah we do that uh, a lot we do that a lot
3: we do that a lot because it's really funny yeah so I, I people love repetition and humor if that's anything I that love. I've learned and like exactly. So I heard that this game kind of inspired a lot of um, artists I really like nowadays. Like I think it inspired parts of *NieR Automata*. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it inspired the parts of *The Adventure Zone*. Mm. Um, and it's 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 almost as good as those things. I played um, I played *Final Fantasy VII*. What's that? I've never heard of that. <laughs> um, it is the first game in the Final Fantasy RPG series. Um, for the PlayStation, it was released in nineteen ninety-seven. Weird, it it's the first kind of one. Lead. It's the first one, but they called it seven. Huh. Weird. They mm. meant to call Final Fantasy ninety-seven actually, because mm. <laughs> that's the year it came out. Well, this is a prequel. the The original one is Final Fantasy X. Mm, Okay. Okay. I see now. That makes a lot more sense. So this is the this is, I don't. know. I, I guess they lost the X at some point, so it's Final Fantasy X seven. Okay. Um, I got unrelated. It. Wait, I thought, I thought it was Final Fantasy V. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now, this is the humor you come to the Socks cast for.
4: That's dumb. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> You're making fun of my death? <laughs> no, it's X a good joke, possible. actually. <laughs> X is plausible as, as the end of a name. <laughs> v isn't what ends of i think that. It was really good. <laughs> I guess there's like hyperdimension Neptunia V, right? V two.
1: V I I R is the newest one. V
3: R uh-huh. Um, so I play. I replayed Final Fantasy 7. I played through it exactly once. Uh-huh. Um, ten years ago, it was early high. No, it was in middle school. So yeah, like ten years ago.
0: God, so you're, I, God you're so young. Yeah, yeah,
1: that kills me. when it's like middle school, ten years ago.
3: <laughs> yeah. So like this game. So I, I like both six and seven. I've actually only played to completion, exact completion once. Um, I'll well, now for seven. Um. So this was I was rediscovering a lot of this game basically for the first time in my head. Mm-hmm. Which is really cool because this is one of the this is one of those games where there it has like a very strong pop culture proliferation. So there's parts
0: oh, of it that are yes. ever I present. See. I got gotcha. you. Yeah.
3: So there are parts of it you can't escape. And then there are lots of parts of it that no people talks about. <laughs> like, whoa, this was in this game? That's weird. Well, that's, that's like up. the yeah, the entirety of disc two and three, basically. Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, and I got really worried that I was going to go into disc two and not remember any of it. It was all going to be, like, boring and bad. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I had a really nice time with this game the whole way through. And I finished it in, like, 25 hours? 27 hours? That's pretty good. Yeah, so it moved quick for me. Yeah. Um, I guess one of the first things I did was turn the ATV speed real low, so I wound up dying on bosses a lot. Oh, um, I remember like, being. This game was supposed to be easy. I thought it's pretty yeah. easy. Well, I died a lot. Is what I'm saying. I got okay, a lot of bosses where I was just like, um, I I spent like an hour grinding in one of the sections. Mm-hmm. So that's my. I'm really good at Final Fantasy VII, y'all. Yeah, <laughs> it's it's not that part of a game really.
2: Mm-hmm. it's not that hard.
4: It's uh,
0: not. There's like wait, two he, hard fights in the whole game. Uh, which one are they? Uh, p- uh, p- pr- Prout, Claude. Uh, no, uh, no, 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 no. The one that grabs your party members. The- that was the one, that was the one I ground for an hour before, right before. Okay, that I fight. Could. That fight's pretty pretty fucking awful. If I can get messy. mm
3: Hmm.
0: I got. I taught Cloud Ultima,
3: and oh. then, he, then we were able to oh, do okay.
0: it. Oh, okay, yeah, easy peasy. But, you know, if, if he grabs your... Um, if, if he grabs a hold of your uh, party members and you Ultima, you know... um it's them too, uh, Yeah, yeah. Man.
3: Um Yeah, that was, that was a hard fight, and then I beat him. Proud. Oh, man. Um, okay, so I'm going to... Instead of, like, going through, like, a point-by-point... Um, my
0: <laughs> Keep <laughs> Hold on You can drown it out, I swear.
3: <laughs>
0: just another shooting just another shooting in Chicago.
3: <laughs> no, we don't have those. It's really nice here. Um We've only gotten yelled at by a couple strangers strangers. Well, that's not bad. Uh, we've only, been th- only been threatened by one stranger, right? <laughs> only been threatened by one stranger, right? While waiting for the bus? Yeah.
1: <laughs> uh, I was-
3: Interesting. Yeah.
2: Threatened and
5: called the devil and but you know, it was like threatening to shank me and then
4: threatening to sick her buddies on me or something. There
3: was no one else there. It was very sad because she yeah. just it was clearly it had was a also rough time. Really just depressing. Yeah. I oh, had. Yeah. Um, this is a lot of detail no kind of sad thing actually. Yeah. <laughs> I love you.
5: Oh. Oh, <laughs> it was funny today. Kind of a self-deprecating thing. Yeah.
3: But, um, Let's do it. Today when I was walking to the bakery after you got your call yes. In the bathroom, um, the guy who is uh, there's a guy sitting in front of the Walgreens. Yeah. calling the three women who walked in in front of me. Yeah. And
2: he was like, "Ooh, three pretty ladies and an ugly one." Oh, I'm
3: sorry. <laughs> I it was mostly just funny. Oh. All right, so yeah, we got lots of good. Got lots of good vibes. Good. All right, that was the that was the Chicago, walking on the street update. All right, good. Um, so. so instead of um instead of talking about just like all of Final Fantasy VII in depth,
0: because that would um, that would take a while. You've, you've yeah. done that. You've done that before.
3: Just do that like Zelda, like we did with Zelda. That, yeah. would, that would go fast. That
0: went by real fast.
3: Yeah. No, let me just t- say a few things. Basically, what I think, what kind of stuck out to me is like, oh, this game's really special. Um, this game uses music really well mm. all the time. Yeah, it, yeah,
0: think. it's it's got a fantastic soundtrack, and they use it pretty well. Yeah,
3: yeah, it's not so. It's not even just that it has like a really good soundtrack, which it, it does. But like, kind of like, I've played a lot of RPGs that don't care very much about direction. Yeah, um, and. It's, like, in Nino Kuni, there are three final boss forms, and all three of them, at the end of them, they pause everything, turn off the music, and then play the normal victory theme while the players do their normal little jingle. <laughs> uh, I don't like that very much. No, I don't like it, it a lot really either. It really
0: rips you out of the moment. Like, when you do things like that, you've got to keep the
3: soundtrack just fucking going. Yep. Um. Yeah, th- this... This game was, Final Fantasy VII is like ridiculously on point with this just sound direction all the time. Um, it's just kind of like a lot of like Chrono Trigger, but more more like going for it a lot of the time. Like in Chrono Trigger, you get to like Magus' castle and the Ocean Palace, and they'll do the playing, the bo- the battle theme throughout... The fights, yes, yeah, that's what Played. I was going
1: to mention. Final Fantasy VII does a couple the,
3: times too. And it's just the fucking best thing ever. Final Fantasy 7 does that for the first ten minutes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Let's start the game at this level of intensity and then actually selling it. Um, and then there's the they bring that truck back at the very end when you go in, when you dive bomb Midgar. Yeah. um and then they play. Um, just there's a lot of there's a handful of times where they just use a different song for the boss theme and it ha- lands like a train hitting yeah, you. Um, yeah. Like during the prod, <clears throat> proud proud claud, proud clod, proud clod fight, um where they play the Shinra theme for the yeah. big Shinra egglings. And isn't the second Genova fight
0: after Aerith dies?
3: Mm-hmm. <laughs> they play it. With
1: they
0: keep the. Uh,
3: yeah. They keep Thanks the music on. Interests very good. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it's a hell of a lot. It they were very going. mindful
0: about a lot of the details in that game, and I think that those are the kind of things that get overlooked a lot. In ter- like when people talk about Final Fantasy Seven, that those smaller minutia of like how the music is used to sell a scene, and not just like the big bombastic things. It's like these tiny details that build this thing into something really, really
3: special. Mm-hmm. And that matters yeah. a lot more to me than, like, the cool FMV scenes and stuff like that. Yeah. It's just that control. Um, also, another thing is that basically every chance they get, if a cutscene can be interactive in some way, they go out of the way to make sure it's interactive. Yeah. Um, like when Cloud is walking up to Aeris in the in the um, unbit and then he, like, lifts up his sword, and you're like... Controlling. You're it, controlling think, that moment, and that's really
0: cool. That's like, you know, we, we mm-hmm. see a lot of that kind of like putting the player in control of some really weird things. We see a lot of that in games these days. But I think that was one of the first instances where I experienced that.
3: Mm-hmm. And all the flashbacks up to Nibelheim, just the level of control they the and when they go back to it in Cloud's head. Oh. And the way so they, good. <sighs> And when they the way they just the way they direct that scene um and that it's still and that at that point the p o v has kind of shifted to air, to tifa yeah um, I remember you like
0: when you started out you're trying <laughs> to you're kind of shit talking tifa as as kind of the the, the, the love interest of the second <laughs> half of the game you're shit talking <laughs> it uh I'm wondering. How did how, how how did your feelings come around uh, after Eris was punted off the stage? Um, well, they didn't
3: change after that point. They changed later on. Well, um, I mean, I didn't mean immediately afterward. Yeah. All right. So the deal is that Eris is there are two girls that are interested in Cloud in Final Fantasy VII. Um, maybe more, maybe more, I, don't, I don't. Oh well, there's there's poor Jessie at the start of the game. Oh <laughs> no,
0: poor
1: Jessie.
3: <laughs> Jessie's
0: my favorite. Okay. I was going to say Yuffie. <laughs> I don't think Yuffie's interested in Cloud that I think much. You can't, can't you get the date with her? You can, though? Da- you can date everybody at the Gold Casino, though. You yeah. can date fucking Bar- You can date Red Thirteen. Really? Wait, I thought really? it was just the girls. I in thought Barrett. it was just Barrett. And- yeah. I am pretty sure there's um, a date for everybody. I would have to look <laughs> it up, but I'm pretty damn sure there's a date for everybody.
3: Cool. Um, so the deal is that with Aerith. Oh, don't even um, fucking. <laughs> I started the game... I, the, I played... I watched Final Fantasy VII Advent Children before I played Final oh, Fantasy VII. Uh, Wait. Uh,
2: yeah.
3: You uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I,
1: I hate that thing very much because it ruins the ending of the
3: game. <laughs>
0: yeah. It doesn't yeah. have a great soundtrack, though.
3: It doesn't... It, yeah, it doesn't exist. No, um, no. It's very
0: bad. It is very much like Dirge of Cerberus. It does not exist
3: yeah so basically um the deal is that there are two girls who are interested in cloud and one of them um cloud collapses through her roof and then lands on the ground and then she's like he's pretty cute and then asks him out on a date Mm -hmm. and then the other one is like old childhood friend who's just like oh hi hi cloud um, oh how can I, how, how can I ever express my feelings so uh, <laughs> uh, uh. Um, and just based on like my personal romance experience I have a lot uh, more respect for the straightforward approach um, so I was very much on team Eris and I was just like oh people I like It's nice when people have a spine romantically, and I was just like, "You're not wrong. You're not wrong." Yeah. Um. So in that respect, I agree. I was like, "Oh yeah, obviously, Eris and Eris and Cloud, and they had they just had really good chemistry throughout." Um. They, I went on the Eris and Cloud date, and it was super nice. And they were gonna they're gonna get married and live happily ever after. Um. (laughs) Tifa, Tifa, Tifa. Um. She makes total sense as after the game progresses, like the way she's like, equivocating a bit makes perfect sense. Like, when she finds when she finds Cloud, like, just on the train station, like, sitting down, and he's like, oh, hey, it's been five years since we've seen each other. It's been seven years, Cloud. And then saying these things that are just completely wrong. Yeah. Um, yeah, can you imagine? that? That's so so fucking,
0: yeah, like,
3: Playing that in the way that they
0: kind of played around with Cloud's memory and stuff, I think, was done really well for writing at that time as well. Like that mm-hmm. like they did it like yeah, the translation's kinda bad. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. But uh you can put it together and I think that it's really well put together on the whole, that whole little subplot.
3: Yeah. Yeah, Cloud, Tifa, and Eris all makes perfect sense um to me. I think the only thing where I started pursuing um extra translation details was trying to figure out more stuff about jenova Genova, yeah that stuff felt a little muddled to me but the stuff with clouds memory that stuff's just bullshit that. anime nonsense honestly let's be honest okay, it's it doesn't it doesn't matter
0: <laughs> it doesn't have to make sense it's just a hey, it's cool anime shit just enjoy it for being there and it provides some of the games better boss
3: fights Hey, it's really cool when when Sephiroth like the the FMB where Sephiroth pulls down the Genova thing. That was That's probably my favorite. So iconic! That's just so yep. iconic. And zooms in on Genova for just a second. Yeah, it's gone, and then Ugh. Oh, it's good shit. Like, it's it's very stylish and evocative. It, it they provide a good foil for the main character's energy. All yeah. the main characters just positive energy. Um, and yeah, so tifa so then i was very sympathetic with tifa and loved her a lot by the end of the game and i and i really loved barrett and i really loved bird 13 and naki I uh, really loved sid um and then the dumb bad not mascot character kate sith got Ugh, some nice, God. Some kate some sith is so character. bad <laughs> yeah he's a he's dumb i never put him in my party it was cool, near the end, whenever they were, like, actually engaging with him as a Shinra spy. Yeah, that like, was that was good yeah.
0: shit, but mm-hmm. as far as just, like, man, I don't want this dumb fucking thing in my party. It's like, yeah, que- so it's like Quina in Final Fantasy IX, Chelsea's bo- <laughs> Chelsea's significant other. Quina yeah. Quinn. And the, the shitty thing about that is if you neglect Quina in that game... Oh boy, they're gonna put you through a dungeon with Queenna later, and if you're not prepared for it, oh, hey
3: oh, oh. <laughs> enjoy the grind. No. I haven't played Final Fantasy nine, I gave up on it. That game disc.
0: That game's poopy and boring.
3: Um sampling I've been sampling square games and then dropping them when I don't care.
0: <laughs> um That's, pra- pro- that's probably build. a good way to experience most games, honestly.
3: Yeah. Um, so Final Fantasy 7's whole cast is amazing Um, the plot actually like barring some of the confusion with the villains it all felt yeah. very very like clear and well told Um, I cared all about the characters and I really wanted them to succeed and it felt like it tied up all of its subplots pretty nicely like like the thing like th- that Shinra could have easily been like the main villain of the game and then they resolve that still in a satisfying way and then Hojo could have been the main villain and they resolve that in a satisfying way and then you go to Sephiroth and it's it's really cool that they have so much going on and then still manage to make it feel satisfying. The Nibelheim stuff gets resolved, the Shinra stuff, the Nova stuff, the Sephiroth stuff it all It all ties comes together, together very well. Nice and then the little... ending's
0: really good. Oh yeah, I love the ending. Um, Something I love Final Fantasy does, and it like, it, you see like other games later in the PlayStation's lifecycle get really built on this, is using FMV clips as part of the environment instead of using them as full movies. They use mm-hmm. they implement FMV to specific parts of the background, like Fear Effect uh, and Fear Effect Two Retro Helix. Both of those games, like, nearly the entirety of their backgrounds are, like, FMV, uh, CG-generated things, but there's, like, animated Um, stuff in the background always happening that's FMV, and it creates, like, a really interesting look that, like, they kind of, like, don't have to, like, I guess create as many images for, since you can just, like, have somebody render out a movie and then find a way to pop that into the background. I think that that's, like... I think that, like... Outdated, yes. It kind of doesn't look as graceful today as it did back then, but it's still a fascinating effect, and I always kind of liked it when I saw it happen in uh, later PlayStation games after Final Fantasy VII uh, kind of introduced yeah. that. Yeah. Isn't that <laughs> Resident Evil 2, I think, does that a lot, too? Yeah. There's, like, I'm a scene in, like... And an like thing. I can't express enough how awesome it is how most, how like, most of the FMV scenes in that game are seamless, and they kind of, like... Come in and out with the gameplay, mm-hmm. like so. It'll like zoom in on something, and then like your characters will be there, and it's just like, oh no, you're actually in control now. Mm-hmm. Uh, there are a lot yeah. of moments like that where yeah. it's seamless, and things continue happening while you're playing. It's just like that, that, that game's so fucking tasteful. Mm-hmm. That yeah. was
3: another. That was another thing is that they just never do like the dumb fade out, fade in cutscene. Yeah, they, they
0: do it. A, they do it a few times. It's nah. it's not like perfect. Not every scene can be transitioned in and out of like that. And I mm-hmm. think that that's just you know, being a game. Sometimes that's hard to do.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, but the moment... This, in, hmm? Isn't sorry. Isn't there like a shot near the start of the game where
1: Cloud kind of walks into Midgar and then looks? The camera pans yeah. up at the huge that's, tower. That's, that's oh, right
0: oh, when that's you're so right when cool you're going moments. in. Yeah, you were in control of Cloud that whole time. Yeah. Hmm. The way they and of course zooming into the or
3: and of course zooming into the train at the very beginning.
0: Yeah, yeah. But like
1: kind of having that little moment in the game mm-hmm. meant so much.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like you are at you know like you are now experiencing something that is like truly incredible, but also is really good. Kind of like when you get your yeah. first shot of Magus Castle. You know, mm-hmm. like in, in in Chrono Trigger showing you the shot of the Shender building, is like, that's really cool! That's a great way to foreshadow, like, the rest of this game and, like, the monolithic thing that stands before you, both in terms of the Shendr Corporation as well as the game itself.
3: Yeah. That's a really fun dungeon, too, is the end of the Midgar stuff. Yes! Initial Midgar stuff. Um, um and then I... So, the one last thing that I think, um... Was really is really cool and special about this game is just the pre-rendered backgrounds in general. Oh, yeah, like they're that, that gorgeous. But just how fucking classy all those shots are and the way they play with camera angles and cinematography. Yeah, it's um, it's so gorgeous. And it's so, like, I, I don't know if they had, like, actual cinematographers
0: and stuff on the cast of, or, or the staff of this game, because games mm-hmm. typically didn't have, you know, the kind of over-bloated... Uh, teams that they do now but man, mm-hmm. whoever set that shit up had an eye for
3: cinematography mm-hmm. and that the environments themselves are a lot less t- they're not tiled like all the SNES ones are and they're more kind of more ambiguous like yeah. what you can interact with and who, where the entrances and exits are, you kind of have to parse the environment a little more and think a little more just to engage with it or, know, just, or, j- think or, just, is- or just press select and have the little markers yeah. appear yeah, yeah <laughs> That Which really helps. In. Which they plugged in for our release and probably was wise. Um, but just that the environment, just navigating the environments that you're you're not always looking at your characters on the same plane. Sometimes they're running towards and away from the camera. Sometimes they're on a 2D thing with like a yeah, yeah. roller coaster. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, the level, like I, I almost felt like that was more central to the game's identity as, like, a play experience than, like, the ATB. <laughs> yeah, I, could, I can, I can well, kind of see that.
1: Yeah, because the yeah. ATB kind of just carried over from, yeah, from you know, Six. the earlier games.
3: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's just like, hey, this is like Chrono Trigger and Final Fantasy VI and those games. Um, kind of gen- generally less interesting across the board. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, that, was, that was something I complained about was um, just that a lot of the bosses are just, hey, we need a boss yeah. here. Um, Yeah,
1: and the characters are all just kind of the same template for the most part.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah, there's not a lot of customization or anything. It's sort of what you really lose in latter-day Final Fantasy is, you know, you look at Final Fantasy VI and what they did by making everybody truly unique, Mm -hmm. and then you jump to games now, and they're all literally just, make them however you want them.
3: And then Pop Faces VI has that level of customization um, where you can give them all the different, all the magic side you want, and then yeah. you and or the and the relics, and then you go back two more. And you have four where everybody is a static thing, <laughs> yeah, and they learn things as they level up.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, and then five is boring and poopy.
3: <laughs> Hot takes, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's like the ATB step is like functional, and like I said, I died enough times that it was I didn't just turn my brain off for it, so I appreciated mm-hmm. that. Um, but yeah, Final Fantasy VII is a really gorgeous, beautiful game. It's definitely made by... It's There are a lot of points in that game where I was just like, oh, wow, this is by the people that made Chrono Trigger. Yep. Like, they have the pre-final boss monologue thing, where everyone... where the thing... And it's very... Like, it's the same thing in six and Chrono Trigger, but it's just flavored differently. Like, like um, Cloud brings up Eris. Yeah. Um, like... And it sort of highlights all the ways that this is the same t- kind of story they've been telling, and it's also something that's new and its own thing, yeah, and just very special and good it's a um, it's a game for the times, I mean yeah.
0: like how could you not play this game like you absolutely have
3: to i think yeah exactly it's it's <laughs> right up there with it's part of square's best it's one of Square's yeah. best games, and Square's makes some of the best games ever, so... And they've been chasing it ever since. Yeah, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Love the game. Hey, it's much so, better than Final Fantasy VIII, by the way. Like, Oh, yeah, it's really better. A couple, holy shit, having played that just a couple years ago, like, all those things I mentioned, like, the, the backgrounds being, like, so, like, soulful and organic, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, the characters... <laughs> all being distinct and interesting and i love all of them and the plot like holding together and closing these loose ends and being really satisfying <laughs> that's all no none of that nope. <laughs> I thought
1: it had i was i thought eight had nice backgrounds but seven probably better has better kind
3: of cinematography and camera angles i think i think with eight the problem is just like none of the places are themselves are interesting
1: yeah so
3: they're like bra- fidelity wise they're great but um, eight Final Fantasy 8 needs yeah. a remake so it can actually be good. Uh, what do you, what eight? what would a remake change to make it good though? Yeah, do like you, are you, you just have story?
0: yeah, like <laughs> you'd have to just like, hey, let's go back and rewrite the entire story since it's garbage.
3: To rewrite the story but leave the junction system the same? No.
4: No, you know, we just
5: no. We
3: don't want the junction the same. We don't want If we're remaking it, we're not going to have the written backgrounds. We don't want the story the same. We don't want the change the same. We don't want <laughs> There's not you can't just sal, you don't salvage that like <laughs> this is an unsalvageable mess. <sighs> God, pretty much that's what I mean.
0: Yeah, it's, it's a minute. Perhaps
1: I keep wanting to get this in a minute ago. You mentioned how before the final boss in seven, everyone kind of has their one liner. Uh huh. I always remember that scene because I had Selfie, Oh no, is is seven? I had Yuffie in my party. Uh, and her line is about just wanting to steal all the materia in the world. <laughs> <laughs> fucking priorities.
3: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your face <just> extremely good. <laughs> Ex- extremely one-dimensional, but... Yeah. It's better to have one dimension than no dimension. Like, what was, what was fucking Quistis's dimension? <laughs> uh, she was hot as well. Hot future... She was hot for Squall briefly and then got over it. What was Selfie's dimension? Trains! Trains! trains. I like trains. I'll tell you, Yeah, so Yuffie and Vincent and are much Zell, Zell loves M-Wieners! Oh my god. I really don't like Final Fantasy Man, that game Final is so Seven. bad. i like to warn you. Final Fantasy 7 is much, much is better. Dominator's teacher isn't a personality. And I'm, still <laughs> going, and I'm still going
0: to take the time to remind everybody that this was... John played... Final Fantasy VIII at a time when we were all encouraging John to play Dark Souls. John chose Final Fantasy VIII over Dark Souls. <laughs> I played Dark Souls a little bit later. It was much better. You thought you, you think?
1: But it, it was just this rebellious, like, everyone's telling me this game yeah, is terrible. Yeah, you were playing I'm this play. game
3: to prove a fucking point! And then, by the end, oh, y'all were right, Jesus. <laughs> Not until the very end. Like I think I got to the. It wasn't until the last dungeon that I turned on it. Like I was kind of like trying to give it a chance the whole well, time. Could, when last dungeon. You kind
1: of realize it's not going anywhere at that point, where so, it's just fucking
3: bullshit at that point. Yup. Oh, and then God. I did the exact same thing by playing half of Fate Day Night <laughs> in the last two weeks.
1: Uh, so, I I would say that probably goes more places than Final Fantasy VIII for sure. No, no, it's, it, no it Fate
0: Stay Night goes to the fucking kitchen. That is all it does.
1: <laughs> okay, yes, but it, it does take, like, 800 hours to go anywhere, but it does, I think, go places. God, I wish. Like, I imagine wish. if you got to the soccer arc and you had no idea about the worms yet.
0: <laughs> tasty, tasty worms. So, Final Fantasy VII, good. it's 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 a good, good
3: It's a That's good happy
0: Yep,
3: seven is good. Yep, yep. If you like me, Automata or the Adventure Zone, you should try Final Fantasy VII. Or if you just, you know,
0: will play a pretty good RPG, just play Final Fantasy VII. It's on fucking everything now.
1: Yeah, on everything.
0: <laughs> yeah. So
3: uh, we're ready for our next guest. I'm ready to go pee. You ready to go pee? <laughs> what, well, John? Up, fuckers. John, I'll uh, tell you what. John I'll tell you, what.
0: John, I'll tell you what. John, you you go. You do, You go do your pee thing, okay? Okay. And I will bring in the next guest. Is that Chelsea? Rhett, do you need to pee pee as well? Uh, I'll stay. All right, all right. I'm going to bring in our next guest. So, next guest, like, you know, shoot me a message. Let me know you're good. Like I told you in the DM. And Rhett's going to sing a song.
1: Oh, God. Uh... My name is Sephiroth. I like to drink reunite broth. Reunite with mother and drink broth. <laughs> I stab people in the back because I'm a dick. I killed your girlfriend. Ha <laughs> ha. I'm. <laughs> Are you ready yet? This one's taking
0: longer. We're getting there. We're getting there. We're getting there. Okay. Oh, it's Luigi. It's Luigi. <clears throat> might have a case of them shines. That's Shine Addiction. I'm sure they'll they'll answer at some point. Don't uh, worry. Alright, so... Are you here? A guest number two? I heard them for a second. me! Why are you typing? I can hear you typing. (laughs) My mic is muted. Oh, okay. Um, No, I was joking about that. I don't know. Sayara can't hear for some reason. Mm, that's weird. Plug okay. your fucking headphones in.
6: Hello? Hello? Hello. 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 Internet is stupid. Are you I'm, here? I'm here. Can you? All
0: right, me? we did it. We made the internet work. Uh, I have performed a miracle on this day. I've 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 done it. All right, so. You know this fine person as the person who drew the awesome art you're looking at now that we're shitting up with our chat. Um, <laughs> How it, come you didn't draw me as IF? Oh my god.
1: You, you're based off of IF. Does that count? I know, but you changed the outfits and me and Polly
0: are very... Uh, me? ...in disagreement. Why no, are you... Okay, you, I was about to say... You, if We you, disagree. You're not going to say that I'm pissed about this.
6: Okay, so so here's the story... At first, I was going to have everybody in, like, the Neptunia-esque outfits, uh-huh. but as I was pulling together the uh, the background images to make the uh, the, the quilted background or whatever, I found the BB artwork, the one that has Polly with the uh, super, like, leather outfit, and I was like, you know, I'm going to use those outfits again, because it's Love Live, and I wanted to use Love Live again for something. Oh! So I was right that these are Love Live outfits. Yeah. Well, yours and John's are. Polly's is kind of like a bastardization of the middle girls and the usual thing I draw her in. See, there you go. So it's it's kind of like a hodgepodge.
0: It's a hodgepodge of Neptunia plus a little Love Live in there because we always... Polly, two favorite things. We always give the artist room to breathe... When when, when 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 we ask them for things, that's how I always look at it. It's like take your own creative freedom at it. I was just like, I like this shot. I think it's cool, and I think it would be a good representation. And then Sayara, who is the the current guest, welcome. Um, took that inspiration and made a very cool thing that I am very very happy with. So, and we have a Chelsea in chat. Look at that. You finally noticed. I like. I have not been looking at the chat. I'm not good at multitasking you know this bitch what a shame what a shame so sayara uh any hot takes you want to drop on us now that we've got you on another live show
6: i don't play video games you and don't video games are stupid
0: <laughs> well thanks for coming
1: hey <laughs> good show good show chat cheers
0: cheers talk about fantasy star online too Oh, uh, no, no. no. No, don't do that. I will... I've, I've banned PSO2 from the podcast. Okay, here's my hot take. What's your hot take? Hero here was fun. PSO2 here, was here is fun. Hero is fun. Alright, go still talk still about PSO2 then. Go do
6: that. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm done. I, I called it shit. I called the land mode fun.
0: The end. Boom. Hot takes,
6: motherfucker. Done. Anybody want to call a here. bitch this time? Uh, I'm just gonna do my usual calling. Uh, the in garden, a bitch, because she's a bitch for calling me a bitch in the chat. <laughs> bitch. Being so, being rude as fuck as usual. I know. Usual. How fucking rude, right? You know, you know. I, I have to work for this bitch, and she don't do all this rude stuff to me. Damn. And, and what have you? Damn. No respect. No respect whatsoever. I tell you. It's just like an
0: endless string of bitch. Bitception, Bitception, indeed, bro. indeed. Mm, so, yeah. uh, so since you don't play video games or do anything ever, actually, uh, what do you want to talk about?
6: Well, I want to talk about what's going on at John's <laughs> house. <laughs> hey, who's the guest?
0: Who's Holy the guest? Shit. The guest is Syar Welcome back from your hi, pee- Sarah. <laughs> hi. Welcome back for your PP break, John.
6: Oh, I was like, was that more like, nonsense going on out there? So you moved, and that's cool. It is! Feels good. That's good <sighs> news. It Feels good to be done.
0: Done peeing <laughs> or done moving?
6: Yes. Both. <laughs> both. <laughs> Always both. Always. I can tell you the kind of the, the fun dumb shit I'm getting myself into. Let's do it, let's go. Okay, so, as some people may or may not know, I'm, uh, trying to become a teacher. Yeah! Huh. Yeah. yeah. Imagine that. And, cool. um... Uh, so, I looked up the information in my state about, you know, getting myself a teaching degree and being able to teach and quit working retail like a dumb bitch for the last 11 years. Mm-hmm. Turns out it's pretty freaking complicated. Just a bit. Yeah. Like, uh... First, I have you know, just like the certification tests, like you know, how lawyers at the bar they have to take the bar exam to be able to be certified to be a lawyer, or whatever. Teachers have one of those called the Praxis, and the first one is called the Praxis Core, which is just basically, do you know how to read? Do you know how to do basic math? It's and also you know- a cool name for like the final boss. <laughs> it may as well be. So that's what I was like- say. I gotta take this test. I'm like, all right, cool, you know, no big deal, whatever. Um, so turns out that in my state, you need an actual teaching bachelor's or associate, no, a bachelor's degree, to be even considered to start teaching in your in the state. Oh, and I didn't know that, so I got myself an associates in art education and a bachelor's in fine studio arts. So, you know, I'm certified to make shitty artwork for the internet. <laughs> <laughs> you do a great job of
0: making shitty art for our shitty podcast, if that makes you feel any better.
6: It, it's reassuring. So, <laughs> so like, oh, shit. So, that means I have to go back to school and get a teaching degree. Oof. But I looked into it, and they're like, well, you can also use this other method where you s- apply for some uh, thing called the MCET and if I get accepted into this thing and you know go through the whole procedure I'll be able to get an alternative teaching degree. So All it's right. like first I got to take the test you know be certified then I got to be accepted into this program then I got to take another set of praxis tests. Based on whatever subject I want to talk about and principles of teaching, so it's like you want to teach math? Okay, you got a test for math. You want to teach English? Here's a test for English. You want to teach automotive repair jobs? You got a test for that too. My favorite part: there is an art version of this test, mm-hmm. and it is the most god awful looking test I've ever seen in my entire life. <laughs> but what, okay, like,
0: what is it like? Did, what do they make
6: you draw? Okay, first, it's about the tools and techniques and how they do all the different kind you know, it's the, the drawing 101 type bullshit, they want you to know all that stuff yeah, which is, you know, fair enough. that's, that's, that's fair business. They have another section about art theory and art history which, you know, I come to expect that because you gotta know who you're talking about when you throw out the name Van Gogh or de Kooning or you know, Pollock or whatever Or Sayara you know, Let's be reasonable here <laughs> <laughs> I'm very reasonable Give me, give me another 80 years when I'm dead, then I'll become famous, then we'll talk.
5: Yeah, everybody gets
6: famous when they die. Yeah, it's true. So it's like, yeah, you gotta do all this stuff for art, art history and art theory and all that nonsense. The final part is to present your artwork and answer like interpretation questions about your artwork And I'm just thinking, (laughs) man, how am I going to get away with showing some of the nonsense that I do? Oh, my. The the, the paint splatter nonsense on my wall behind me. Like this 8 foot by 10 foot monstrosity. How am I going to sit here, take a picture of it, and explain what the fuck I was thinking about doing when I make this thing? Oh, I teach kids how to do art. It's like,
2: yeah,
6: if it was like some old timers or whatever at the community, center, hey, what the fuck, go for it. But... I don't really see that's going to work out too well for like "Mm -hmm." (laughs) whatever. Not only that, but I feel feel like unfortunately art is kind of getting the the bucket for um, stuff that you can do in school nowadays because everything is so busy about being tests and history and studying and memorizing and reading books and stuff that they won't have any relevance to after they're finished. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like do I really want to try get uh, past this teaching test for art and then try to find a job for teaching art in this state? It doesn't seem very likely. If I was in New York or, you know, somewhere that's a bit more art-flavored, maybe? Yeah. Like, you know, more open-minded, I guess, because everywhere around here is just very butts.
0: Yeah. Gotcha. Like, yo, you like packing boxes and shit?
6: Yeah, basically. You can get a degree for that! Yeah, you really could. I got a I got a PhD in uh, stacking boxes and uh, getting head trauma and injuring myself. You know, good times. It's like a so, real-life Tetris degree. Basically. You know, we really have to have people learn Tetris if they're going to work in warehouses. But that's for another time. Um, so I decided to give up on teaching art. Like, in a realistic sense, it's just, you know... Kind of not going to happen, unfortunately. It's not going to happen. And I'd rather... I'd rather Teach something that I know that will make a difference for kids because mm-hmm. it's, it's it's a good it's a good idea. Absolutely. So I decided to go math. Oh damn. Yeah. cool. Not be, uh, secondary level math which is like algebra, geometry, and you know, junk like
0: that. I hate all of that. <laughs> I was miserable at all of it.
6: Well, you know what? If you ever have any math problems that involves algebra and geometry, you can hit me up, and I, I can will, be like, "Yo, Polly, I'll I can do, give you the answers." You'll give me, you'll it. get, you'll
0: give me the answer in the form of one of your paintings, I would assume. You would think oh, of yeah. the think of the answer and use that as a, uh, a, 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 a as
6: your, as your inspiration, and they would be just like, "All right, Polly, figure it the fuck out." <laughs> that would be amazing, and also to uh, the listening garden who's calling it the worst subjects. You you just don't understand you don't you don't understand what it means to
3: take it from me gardens just don't understand I yeah. really really like I really, really like math and loved math as a kid, and a big part of that was that I had some good math teachers that made it make sense to me
6: yeah teachers you know teachers often get like a really shitty rep mm-hmm. by a lot of people, yeah, but it's like. A good teacher can like make or break, you know, a striving student. Like, Absolutely. If, somebody, if there's like a kid who like really wants to learn, really excited about learning, and they just get shut up. It's like we, we gotta follow we gotta follow this core program or whatever. You know, it it just it breaks them, and then that's just a terrible thing to see happen to you know people mm-hmm. who are excited about learning. You know, learning anything in general because nowadays, you know. Why bother to do this stuff when I can just get it off of Google or I can, you know, get someone else to do it for me or whatever? It's like, yeah, but but we can do better than that. Yeah, yeah, we can We, we, we can do
0: better. There is a big importance in teaching people in uh, a manner that sticks with them. And has their and their best interests at heart, you know. You're you're molding minds here. Somebody that had, you know, that has taught people in the past, um, you know, various audio engineering things. Where I've like gone back to where I went to school to do, like, you know, like, hey, could you do a lecture? Uh, and it's just like, okay, that's real intimidating. So for one, I kind of get where you're coming from from the whole be a teacher thing. Like that's real scary to a lot of degrees. Uh, but two, you also kind of like I need to make sure I'm putting forth the best information possible in a way that it will fucking stick.
6: And that's the hardest part. That's why you I, throw uh, a
0: chair across the room to simulate reverb. That, no. no. <laughs> I did that. Um, I only did that because the teacher before me did that. And that was that's how I learned.
6: <laughs> good way to learn. Um, last year, I was tutoring for my cousin math algebra and my cousin he's autistic yeah so trying to get anything to stick with him is like you know almost mission impossible kind of feeling but by me like sitting there for like hours on hours just going through the same thing over and over and over again for like any kind of subject of math and like trying to explain it in a way is like simple enough that finally it all clicked with him it was a very satisfying moment. That's like, it's like, yeah, I gotta, I gotta keep trying to do this. Yeah, enough of this, this nonsense with art, uh, this retail job bullshit. This is what I gotta do and be good at it. To, to to put something
0: positive into the world that is not you know like because you it's not just because you're doing math you know you're teaching math now the, the art part of you has to go away or anything like that you're still putting oh, no. that you're still putting that part of yourself out into the world but now you're getting you're going to be able to put something else out into the world that's on an entirely different level and is also like there's a huge importance to that as well that, that I think that you know it's not to down art or anything, but I think that there is practical use um, that can be had from what you're currently pursuing as well. And I think that that's yeah. kind of like oh, yeah. what you're and I think that that's what you're aiming for um, as to, you know, the more realistic way of looking at things, you know, and I think that that's a really awesome thing.
6: Oh, Definitely. But I also do help people with art if they ask me for it. Like, yeah. I had a couple of people ask me, like, hey, I want to learn how to draw. Help!" And I'm like, are you sure you really want to ask me about how to draw? Because the way that I draw, is not normal. Quote, unquote, normal. But, you know, once I actually start talking to them and, like, going through what kind of bullshitty, art theory, pretentious nonsense that I always spew out of them, yeah. they, they kind of get a lot more respect for what they can do. As opposed to, like... Oh, my stuff is not like a uh, great anime person this or you know whoever they're trying to immortalize. I'm like, look, you got to you want to do stuff for yourself. Yeah. Let me let me let me get to my my art spiel because I'm I'm on a roll. All right, sure. go um, for it. Spiel quiet. away. So, when it comes to doing art, I always find the process of doing artwork more important than the final piece. Right. Which is, a lot of people really think otherwise. Like, people like to have the the thing presented and say, this is the done thing. This is the end game.
0: This is the important part. Yeah.
6: And it's like, yeah, that's cool and all, but I liked the, the whole idea of what got to that point to get, you know, to get your final thing. It's like, what kind of things happened along the way? Like, how are you feeling when you decided to Smash your head into this canvas and like make a blood stain on the on the wall, or like what what made you think that using this color next to that color looks good? Or you know, because it's all relative. You think it. You think that I like how these two things look together, and nobody can really tell you otherwise in the subjective form of it. Exactly. So it's like well, it's like yeah, sure, this looks really scary, and I don't understand it, and but that's fine. You know, and everything doesn't have to be engaged in like, uh, it, this is a picture perfect thing, or, you know, it looks like a how to draw a manga, Chris Hart bullshit thing you find at the Borders bookstore or whatever. Yeah. You know, everybody will get to their uh, idea of what they consider their art just by doing it. Yes. And you just got to learn that and appreciate what you end up doing is what you can do and not try to compare yourself to you or me or whoever else it's like look this is what i can do and i'm doing this because i want to do it if you're if you're just doing art because you want to be successful or you know you're just doing it because you know it's going to get you popular or whatever you don't really get anything out of it and it's no. just like why why are you wasting your time doing something that you don't really care for for your own benefit. Yeah. You know, especially it's like, when
3: it's not going to work to like that's not like the number one easiest way to get super popular and make lots of money is make well, it I mean,
6: art. You, you, you can you can draw all the freaking Undertale porn you want and be successful sure but sure. what what's the point you know are you really yeah. are you really getting anything out of it or are you just trying to do something just for the sake of doing something and not really enjoying it
0: yeah like you know? it it's the same way when you like read a lot of things like 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 the like written work you can tell when somebody's writing just to write and when there's actual honesty behind it um, or like when somebody's doing something to try to improve themselves like if if you do a painting, like you're thinking about all of the stuff that you've mentioned, but there's also a, a part of the journey is what did I learn in doing this? What techniques did I learn? Like what new thing did I pick up on? There's a lot more to take away from anything that you've completed than just what the final product is.
6: Exactly, it's the all of the about the experience as opposed to like I said, the final thing is cool and all, but the experience, what you've learned, what you're feeling, and. What ended up happening because of it, I feel like it's just more important to me. I mean, Tengu Gemini asks, "Can't it be both?"
3: And in yeah, reference it, to, it could oh, go no, I both think ways, I think Tango Gemini was referring to whether or not Rhett likes Undertale porn or or the John likes Undertale porn. Oh. Uh,
6: <laughs> but here, I thought I was gonna do something like you thought you were about terrible. to drop. So you thought you were about to drop some drop hot truth, knowledge. Uh,
3: and I'm blowing this joy. <laughs> Fuck. I, I, I really, I really, I really enjoyed that, Sarah. Thank you. I'm, I'm thinking a whole lot lately about <clears throat> just kind of how I want to grow as an artist and like the kind of things I want to create and why I want to create them. Um, and it really was nice hearing another another perspective.
6: Yeah, I mean, like I said, do do what feels good for you. You know, that's, that's got to be the bottom line. You want to do art, or you want to do drawing, or writing, or music making, or whatever, because it it's something that you want to do to release whatever kind of creative energy that you want to, you know, let free. Yeah. You know, like, I, I draw, Polly, she'll make music, or, you know, Rhett will make Undertale porn. You know, <laughs> never... <laughs> Rhett's making Rhett... Undertale porn? I don't know. I just, Rhett, is I...
0: this like a side hobby of yours that you didn't tell us about?
6: Look, look, okay. Sans and uh Oh my god, I don't remember any of the other
3: characters. What <laughs> who? Doriel. That's obviously that's those are the two you ship. Sans and who? Toriel. The mom Oh, oh right, right. Sayara yeah. doesn't play video games, John. I played Undertale for like a
6: hot minute. I got to She's the first character. Okay, I don't remember character names, all right? I remember fighting Tutorial. She's a I goat. Remember- she's, a, she's a goat. And a mom. Goat mom. She gives you the cheese. No, is it pie? It's pie.
3: Pie. <laughs> the pie. She gives you cheese. Why not? <laughs> I want Video. a goat that gives me cheese. <laughs> Video games. <laughs>
0: So, I want Sayara to just like sometime I want Sayara to sit down and write what he thinks Undertale is from start to finish. <laughs> just on what he's absorbed through
6: Osmosis,
0: I will read it on the podcast.
6: I'll consider it. Funny. I'll try to I'll try to put it into my, my busy Your very busy schedule. Nons- my nonsense schedule.
0: Your very busy schedule of having headaches and and injuring yourself. <laughs> And, and ma- obtaining the power of darn insombia. Damn! All right. <laughs> well, Sayara, it has been a very enlightening and uh, fantastic experience having you on here. This was an awesome topic, I think, that we got to talk about. You know, it's usually like video games, video games, movies, anime. And this was a really cool topic for us all to get to talk about because, you know, like we're all involved in some creative process. Um and, uh, it was really cool to kind of like get an artist's perspective on that and see that like, well, a lot of the things that I think are really validated because I agree with this artist person that I admire a lot. So,
6: well, thank you for having me hop on a board and, and a big, it's been a very fun. Yes. It's been a very fun two years doing uh, a good amount of your, uh, cover covers arts. and yeah. stuff like that. I'm going to post two tonight, actually. Cause oh shit. sitting are working on stuff. Oh, damn. Yes, um, one is gonna be the background for the uh the cast right now, so yeah. you can actually get a good one without all the stupid text blocking everything, and then I'm gonna post one that I haven't even talked about yet, oh, and it's shit. gonna be cool, and nobody's gonna get the reference but
2: exclusive
0: me. exclusive Holy cow. it's like yeah. You know- But uh, yeah, like having your art associated with our podcast, I think gives it its own very unique identity. So many people pointed out that it's just like your art, like the art for your podcast is really, really cool. Uh, So it's great to have like someone whose art that I personally admire being a part of a thing that I get to do and always getting to see like these results or what fun things are going to be happening to us on each one. It's, it's, It's a really cool thing and I appreciate it.
6: I'm flattered. Now no, get you. the fuck off my podcast, bitch. Bye, fuck you, bitch. Have a good night, y'all. <laughs> Later.
0: <laughs> Alright, so I tell you what. You know what it's time for? It's, what? Ti- it's time for us to get up, stretch the old legs out, go John empty. I already took a piss. Well, yeah, he gets to do it again. Get up, empty the old bladder, uh, grab yourself a-, a refill on that hot tea you've been drinking. Yay. Do you... You know, hey, like get, like make your butt not numb anymore from sitting here, because uh, we're gonna cruise into the last couple portions of the podcast. When we come back, I'm gonna tell you how you can get some questions answered. So I want everybody to chill. Go play some music. I'm gonna tell these two ding dongs that when we come back, uh it's still gonna be live. So be careful. Don't go talking <laughs> shit about anybody. And oh, we man, will be such a bitch, Jesus. Oh God, damn. Oh, it's just my
1: fuck.
0: All right, folks, we will catch you in like five ten minutes. Do some chilling. We got some music for you. Just do some hanging. Back a little early, we'll get we'll get things going. Back to the show here in a moment, but I'm back. I know Rhett's back. I'm just jamming to the Sonic just, Colors you're just soundtrack. Just jamming to the Sonic Colors soundtrack. I thought that was good break music. I like that. Yeah, I like I like me some Sonic Colors. the Game's pretty good. It is.
1: Boy, I was replaying a bit of Generations because you know I got
0: the Sonic Mania. Oh, you got that, do you no, you don't have the and, Sonic Mania. No, I, I've got the actual Sonic infection. You got no. You got no it, it got delayed two weeks. Took away all your hype.
1: Well, I was hyped, so I was playing Sonic Generations, and I'm like, man, hmm, physics in this is maybe not as good as I remembered. That's still alright. I mean, it's still perfectly playable, but there are a lot of moments where he's just like, mm, I'm just going to fall off the stage here. Bye. And like, <laughs> what, what? <laughs> like, the 2D stuff maybe doesn't.
0: It's Completely a little double. wonky because it still yeah. uses the same physics as uh three D Sonic, I believe. Yeah. So it's it's a little wonky, but it's still Yeah, I still love that
1: game, but it yeah, maybe. Yeah, I'll I finally come people. around
0: and I'll say it Sonic 4 is bad. I'll okay. say it. I wasn't I wasn't
1: it. fishing that, but it is fun. Apparently I read that Sonic four was actually going to be Sonic the Mobile and then they like were like, Fuck it, let's put it on consoles. Oh, oh god. And there's like there's a billboard in one of the backgrounds that you can very, barely make out. It says Sonic the Mobile
0: or something. Yeah, it's really stupid. It's it's really stupid. I don't know about Episode Two. Maybe that one was uh, Two. Two does still feel better. Yeah. I recently replayed both of those games, and Episode okay. One. Episode One is irredeemable. <laughs> okay, then finally, uh, you finally got it out of me. So fucking ridiculous. Uh, like, episode Two, like so yeah, cheap. it's still wonky, but it's it's it is. It is markedly better. Yeah. Ah man. God, when I
1: first loaded up Sonic Four Episode One though, and I saw those (laughs) backgrounds,
0: ah, they're pretty good, aren't they?
1: They're they're so it's like the epitome of just like high res assets looking terrible
0: because they're just like that Final Fantasy VI remake they did where they made all the new (laughs) sprites. Oh, that thing is the worst yeah it's it's not ugh, it's not very good
1: yeah if I do a deep dive into Sonic before playing Mania it's going to be generations and two three knuckles
0: why not one to... it's the best <laughs> yeah, <sure. laughs> oh, I've got bad opinions about everything oh man Oh, this is also part of our normal podcasting procedure. Waiting for John to get back. <laughs> yeah. Don't worry. Don't worry. <laughs> Super hot. Super hot. You never played that, did you? No, I'm cheap. That game is real good, right? I'm cheap, too. I've played. I played it using Family Share.
1: Yeah, see, like, realizing you've done a lot of stuff that way is like, oh... Well, that's why you get to play all these games. Oh, Rhett, I told you I'll family share with you, God.
0: Sounds like I need to family share with who you're family sharing with, though. Why, well, I've got a lot of good games, too. You saying my taste in games is bad, bitch? Did you buy Super Hot?
1: <laughs> Did you buy Danganronpa? Go to sleep, Rhett. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. Go to sleep now.
0: Oh, Eric's Joystick is joining us. Yo! It's Eric's Joystick of twitch.tv slash Eric's Joystick. (laughs) Gotta have it in every episode. Yep. Even though, like, this part is not gonna be, like, in the episode. Like, uh, I don't know. I might. I don't know how I'm gonna put this together. (laughs) Just release it unedited. Who fucking cares? I like the just... the bullshitty parts. <laughs> the bullshit, the bullshitty parts. The entirety of the Socks cast. We got 73 episodes of that. <laughs> the bullshitty part. But I mean, the stuff that's not scripted at all. Yeah, we script everything. Like every line. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> I mean,
6: I swear the Socks
0: ca- cast is literally when it comes back, it's just going to be. I'm going to. Put us in a call. I'm going to press record, and there's not going to be any structure at all. Just, like, fucking talk. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That would be more
1: fun. Instead, it's like, oh, and then Sayara's going to be the guest, and then we're, just, then it just says bitch, like, ten times in the podcast text, but besides that, it's all scripted.
2: Yeah,
0: it's all scripted.
1: All those songs I'm doing, I'm not improvising. That's all written down right here. That, yeah,
0: you, you, like, really, you were agonizing over these lyrics last minute. Um, I was really yeah. I'm, I'm pretty happy with how I've, they've turned you out know, so far
1: I've, I've actually thought about it though during the break if you could call me for a third song
0: you got one I know, I know who it's going to be about alright well we we are going to have like a, a final guest so you will get to uh, you so get, you first
1: get, one was Witcher second one was Sephiroth so I know who the right. third
0: cool is. If, if John ever gets back yeah John will get back one of these years I swear He's having butt problems. Oh no! Lewis, <laughs> kind. That's <Ba-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da-da. laughs> a good song.
1: It's a good game, and with a good soundtrack.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that opening theme, man, I can't. I can't. No, uh, I can't. I can't. Okay, All right, Lewis. Quite. You have a good <laughs> evening. You can catch the rest. Uh, you can catch the rest when we post it. We'll be posting this as an archive, of course. You have a good evening. I never know whether to call him Louis or Luis. I don't either. I was hoping you'd have the answer for me, Rhett. Nope. You failed me yet again! I'm here! I I depend on you for one thing in this podcast, and that is making sure I get people's names right. What the fuck? (laughs) Hello, John. Hmm.
1: Okay, so we worked Hi. out chat earlier. I, we told Chelsea to, I told Chelsea to play Undertale, and she said to play Trails in the Sky. So deal.
3: You, you got a deal then. Oh. Awesome. Kick yeah. ass. You Chelsea plays Undertale, and you play all of Trails in the Sky. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of it's like, like, like an, an hour per hour. It is. <laughs> yeah. All
0: right. So uh, is everybody ready? Is chat ready for for us to kind of come in and start getting this thing uh, going again? uh is are the co-hosts ready as well yes yes all right so since we're just gonna leave all that bullshit in i'm not gonna make an edit point <laughs> i'm gonna leave the songs in too i don't give a shit i hope you like <laughs> hey you like you like good songs guess what you got it you're welcome Wait, did someone sing sonic colors music no i was playing it during the intermission
3: okay cool because I love I, I, that's
0: all I had I just I just brought up the playlist of Sonic Colors and picked nine songs on it and threw them in a playlist and was like that'll be excellent. intermission music
3: alright I'm just like whenever I'm like in a if, whenever I'm in a bad zone I can just go I'm gonna reach for the sun. you
0: would like the fucking it's funny though
3: we were just, just talking songs. about
0: how that opening theme is terrible
3: what yeah, yeah probably no, it's so probably nice. like that opening theme is
1: the garbage
3: except the opening song <laughs> I'm gonna find my own way. And, and robot all the way. All <laughs> Live and learn.
4: And oh. on the edge of my road.
3: Oh, oh. by the way, Sonic Advance is very Sonic Advance is good. And yeah, someone was talking about that. Sonic really Advance, know, Sonic no, Advance no, 2 okay. is not so good. I believe it. Sonic Advance 1 is cute. Yeah, I like I 1.
0: Like- I don't like 2.
3: And I especially don't like 3.
0: Yeah. Yeah, fuck it. We're back. Let's take that BRP away.
3: (laughs) We've we've been back for a while.
0: Alright, so, hey. You know what's
3: really great? What's really great? The the color that I'm going to reach for the stars, even though it looks pretty far, and they play it during the final boss. The final boss. Okay, I'll give you that. It's very good. Alright, continue.
0: Alright. Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. Hey, Polly. What you been into? Well, hey. I have two words for y'all. Are you ready? They're very magical huh. words that I think will revolutionize the entire genre of games <laughs> that this game fits into when you hear these two words. Are you ready? Okay. okay. Turbo mode. <laughs> turbo mode. So turbo mode is uh, a, a a new kind of like... I guess you would call it a hack, because I don't think that it was in the originals at all. Um, I believe uh, the the, the translation editor slash um, translation programmer kind of worked this in. And I'm not sure that if it started in um, Trails of Cold Steel and then they moved to add it to other games, or if it was just kind of like something that popped up at random. But... um, Turbo Mode was recently added to The Legend of Heroes Trails in the Sky, which is a game series that I started playing um, probably over a year ago. And okay. I-, I finished the first one, and the fir- it's fantastic. And when I finished the first game, it was quite literally, oh god, I need to fucking play the second one right the fuck right now. And <laughs> I tried to do that, and it didn't quite work out well because i i i needed a little break from that kind of game it turned out uh because it it in its current form or it's well at the time a current form yeah it's a little slow um like battle animations can be really slow at coming out or running back and forth between towns to finish quests can kind of be a bit of a problem um So turbo mode was something that was uh, added, uh, Chelsea confirms in the chat, that this was added with cold steel. Um, And what this does is it lets you hold the right trigger to speed the game up to uh, a degree with which you set in the, the options. It's just like, do you want battle animations to play at X speed when this button is held down or how fast do you want to move in the field when this is held down? And when I saw this was added to Trails in the Sky, I was like, well, fuck, I've I've still got uh, Trails in the Sky second chapter installed. Let me just throw it on and see how this works. This will be like a fun little thing that I can post about on Twitter in about 10 minutes. And then it was four hours later. (laughs) So I ended up accidentally getting back into uh, Trails in the Sky, and it was one of the best things I could have ever done. Because, fucking, Trails in the Sky SC is, oh my god, it's so good. It's, it's, it continues, like, the great storytelling and, and writing and characters that you get, like, literally just, like, moments from where the first game leaves off. And there's just so much great Dialogue and story, and like you, like, like, it's a game where, like, they've literally thought of something for everybody in the entire world to say after every single fucking story event. <laughs> so, so everybody always has a reaction to the newest stuff in the story. Um, but like, it's just wow, they put this story together, it's really good, and um. But where do you begin without spoiling it is the problem, mm. you know, because so I can't talk too many specifics, but I do want to yeah. talk I do want to talk some specifics about this game, and that one, uh, Bright is I think, the template, for how you write a character a, a, a protagonist of a story, that evolves over time, has <coughs> but okay. <laughs> that has believable growth. Um uh, that is sincere and, and that is entirely fucking believable. Um Estelle is like a very flawed person, but she doesn't let those flaws define her. She's determined and like she's tomboyish, but she doesn't let that like like, like the fact that she is very tomboyish isn't something that she laments like she's she embraces that part of her and in that becomes feminine in her own way Um, and like the love story that gets built on top of her character evolving and growing over the course of this unfolding story is just it's I don't think I've seen a video game love story written this well like, it is, it has got so oh, many. Cool. And, and it's grounded in reality, is the thing.
3: Like, everything. I didn't it, know there's a love story. It is there's a, a very, love story?
0: It's a very good
1: love story. Oh! Yeah, you just sold this game for John. Oh, my goodness!
0: <laughs> but the way that their love, th- this love story plays out, it's not written how you would usually expect like a jrpg thing that would that could kind of go super anime and melodramatic like the feelings the characters have are real like they have these moments where they're just kind of alone and it's just like man like everything really sucks right now holy crap and like the big emotional moment in this game is something they could have played up to this ridiculous degree like using you know kind of an anime over the top like oh like you know crying and whatnot and it actually turns out to be this scene where these characters that are involved like learn a lot about themselves and it's a huge reflection on the journey that these characters have taken up to this point and It feels honest and sincere and, and just absolutely like true to itself, like without ever having to dip into the anime bag of tricks or, or, or like J drama, like over theatric nonsense. It's very grounded. um, And everybody involved is written so well and so believably. And that's, that's not even talking about the side characters who all have their own little stories that play out that have bits of tragedy and, like, things that they all have. Like, everybody in this story, they have to overcome something and they have to do it, or they, as a person, cannot grow. They have things they need to get past, and I've not really seen JRPG characters handled this way. Um, And it kind of puts, like, basically everybody involved in this game's story like 10 or 15 rungs above almost every other jrpg i've ever played jesus this is some high praise like it's like the writing is not like anything i've seen in uh a a game's storytelling if in this genre it's just everybody's defined and everything is just kind of just man perfect it's absolutely perfect (laughs) um uh, well it has moments where i kind of roll my eyes a little bit i can't lie but those moments don't take away from like the huge strides that the writers of this game were making and wanting to tell this really heartfelt story that has also got this huge climax that is so ridiculous and crazy and just like the last few chapters of the game, everything starts popping off, and it's just like it's all fucking earned. Like, it, it there isn't a moment in Trails in the Sky, both games, there's not a moment that's not earned. Um, and I think mm. that that really makes it something very special. And um, like 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 something else I really appreciate about this game is that. It has, um, like, really, really amazing uh, female representation. All of the female characters in this game are very well-defined, and a lot of the female characters in this game are in very prominent positions of, like, military and government. And they're never questioned. That's never questioned. It's just this world. The reality is, hey, like, strong women... Get, you know doing their part and like just absolutely like earning every amount of respect they have not having to like live up to a guy's terms like i don't think that that's actually brought up in the dialogue at all is it like oh well you know like for a girl getting this far like i don't think that that's ever brought up once and that's kind of incredible that's really nice it's really nice. Yeah, it's like the women are badass, and they're feminine, and they're tomboyish, and they're sexy, but they don't have to resort to, like, the kind of tropes that you would expect them to have to, like, you know, to, to, yeah. to, to appeal well, in what, what, other games. What about the one girl with the whip who's kind of seems like the Iris Heart?
2: She's, <laughs> like,
0: she's... Like like her design like like under that belies a very, very good character, like charraz sure. art is really awesome she's yeah. like she's a big sister to Estelle in a lot of ways, and they have a lot of really emotional moments together where they're kind of like. You know, like where where Charizard's kind of like diving into you know Estelle's psyche a bit to kind of like you know like this is what you're feeling right now. You know, like why don't you like like you know like and like she's such a good big sister to Estelle that uh, their their relationship is very sweet and very honest and sincere and like like don't let her look like sl- you know don't let well, her look like sway you. <laughs> she's and yeah, like she's got the whip and she's like. <laughs> Her, her her attack her like her main major attack is called sadist whip. Like it's like <laughs> yeah. It's but just that I think... I've only
1: played the prologue of the first game, so like the moment where she pulls out the whip and all of a sudden has this heel turn basically, <laughs> and you're just like, wait, what? You're into that? Okay. She's like,
0: I'm gonna torture the you the info out of you guys. <laughs> but see like that th- like this game has a lot of seriousness to it. And a lot of just, like... You know, it's not darkness, because this game isn't really dark. It's It has dark moments, but it is not dark inherently. Like, I would put this game's tone somewhere, like, around Lunar, where there's a lot of levity in the script, too. You know, so, like, there's a lot of great humor, and, and, and it's really, really quite... Um, it's quite the game in terms of its characters and story and they, they really make sure to take care of those characters and not let anybody slip too far into tropiness it's really cool.
2: cool
0: and it's just like so you play Trails in the Sky the first one you get your ending and you're like I have to play number two right fucking <laughs> now You finish yes. you finish second chapter You get a fantastic grand finale with, like, a final boss that is just amazing and fantastic. And you get resolution. You get a lot of the things that you've been wanting out of this story for a long time that give you these moments of catharsis, kind of like... You know, just like you get moments of catharsis all throughout this game, but you get some of the bigger ones, like right at the end. They wait, they pull it all, they throw all of their emotional punches, Um, and then you get your, you know, you get your satisfying ending, and you're like, ah, that feels good. I can put this down now. (laughs) And then there's like this one little string that they leave hanging, and it's it's. I started out playing this as like I I I won't have to play Trails in the Sky the third like it's it's a side story it's yeah whatever and then there's this little thread little itty bitty thread right at the <laughs> end of two that's just like you know there's a little bit more you could talk you know a little bit more here if, if you feel like digging I mean you don't, you don't have to but I mean <laughs> if you really want to and I'm like fuck. I have to. So now I I have to play Trails the third at you're some gonna, point.
2: Yeah,
0: you're gonna finish that, and it's gonna have some teas for Cold Steel. I well, bet. this is Connective Fiber to yeah. Cold Steel because <laughs> these games do take like this and Cold Steel take place in the same actual continent.
3: Yeah, like Cold
0: Steel comes after the third. Yeah, it's and it's just where like, does
3: Dragon Slayer fit in? <laughs>
0: In uh, the cannon, it fits in in uh, the trash can because that game's kind of not fun. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
6: that's what
0: I've gathered. Continue, um, but yeah, it's just it's it's hard to think of many RPGs that I've played that have left me so thoroughly satisfied mm. um, than than the first two Legend of Heroes, Trails in the Sky games, and I'm very eager to get to sink my teeth into the third at some point. Uh, but but I'm gonna let that go for now. Like I I can't jump right back into that kind of game because it is built on the same engine. You know I can't yeah. I can't get you know I I need a little you know I, I learned that trying to jump from one to two, uh so fast. So. Oof. Uh but yeah those games are worth playing. Like when it when it's all said and done, Trails in the Sky like may actually land in my top five RPGs ever. Uh, I enjoy it that much, and I look back so fondly on my time with it. Um, Mm. And uh, and the way I kind of had to approach it was just like, you know, like, Turbo Mode really, really helped that. And I think that that'll make it a lot more accessible to a lot more people, because I think that, like, a lot of the way the game is structured and the way you kind of have to focus on side quests sometimes, I think that that kind of... You know gets people down a little bit yeah but uh the turbo mode thing definitely helps a lot in, in, <laughs> I'm cu- in... yes i'm curious how fast does it get oh uh, you like think like, well i mean things. like you can have it as fast as you want it like it's times it's times one to times six and you just you okay. adjust you you adjust like your field speed and then you can adjust battle animation speed and then you just hold okay. down right trigger and then it just, you know, does that. So it's probably in your options somewhere. Just open the, like, use the launcher next time. I was just
1: thinking, time six
0: sounds pretty damn fast, so that's good enough. Yeah. I just w- was curious if there was
1: a max.
6: God damn. It could be really like. Good.
1: Imagine if it was just uncapped frame, right? And oh, like, God. <laughs> if your computer on this old-ass PSP game can do a thousand frames a second, it's just going to run that fast now. <laughs> that would be pretty funny. A lot of the animations in this game would look really stil- stilted yeah. and silly that way. It, this kind of reminds me of, like, emulator speed-up stuff. Yeah, I'm yeah. Like, but it seems like it's a little more matched than that at least.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it's pretty cool. Um, so, yeah. Um, Trails in the Sky. Uh, you can't fucking go wrong with it, I don't think. Uh, I mean, unless you don't like JRPGs. and you know, That's totally fine. i liked
2: them
1: in the past. Yeah. May have to give this a shot, finally. Yeah, I, I yeah, think that. Actually, everyone saying it good, it was good. But then Polly saying it was good is like, oh, fine. fine. Polly's
3: never
0: wrong, so
1: exactly. It's, I'm never yeah, fucking it's wrong.
3: True, but yeah. Damn, yeah, that sounds really good. Like I, I didn't I was, know it was a love story.
0: Uh yeah. yeah. So, like John's <laughs> immediately in now. John's got it in his steam cart. In, a, in, a, in a, yeah,
3: in his in shopping cart. <laughs> no, like, okay, let me tell you this. I own Trails in the Sky. On Steam, because uh-huh. I bought it when I was on sale, and I was like, "Well, I'm going to play this eventually. It's going to be amazing." Yeah. Um, and then I was like, "Then I got the Vita. Like this was like two or three years ago when I bought it. Vita I got does Vita And I was like, hey, I can, I could get Trails in the Sky and I, on this, and then I could play this <laughs> on the go.' And then I bought it on Vita. Holy the shit! PSA version. So I've had and I've had it downloaded for since I got the Vita. I don't basically, think th- I don't think the console versions got Turbo Mode. Nope. So the it's lucky that I got the Steam version, basically. So, I guess even no ma even though playing RPGs on the Vita is the ideal video game playing experience, I think I can <laughs> play it on Steam and have a real good time. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I guess other than that, like, hey, uh, Poly Dungeon,
0: yo, oh that, yeah, that's getting some work done. Like we got back to work on that yeah. damn thing, and you know, since we stopped doing podcasts, and holy shit, like we're getting close. Like cool. Rhett, yeah, like Rhett, you know, was helping me work on it, of course. Yeah. Uh, and
1: oh, so much help with breaking everything with the fucking gold code. That was good. That was good. That was a fucking stressful few nights. I can imagine but <laughs> when you're just like, Rhett, it broke again. I'm like, oh god, damn it.
0: <laughs> but yeah, we got a shit ton of work done on Poly Dungeon when we stopped doing podcasts and I started kind of focusing down on getting content ready. I would say we're probably. Pff, around 80% content complete. And, uh, we just got to kind of like get that finished and get it out to some testers and hopefully people will be playing it real soon. Uh, I'm pretty oh, happy yeah. with it. I, uh, the people that have played it who are going to be beta testers, I know are like, they really like it. They really dig it. And, um, yeah. So yeah, that's basically all I've been doing is I accidentally played trails in the sky and then, <laughs> and I've been working a shit ton on poly dungeon. Um, so, Making games is great. Yeah, it's fantastic. I We should do more of it. Yep. Agreed. So before I pull in uh, our final guest of the evening, who I will tell to get ready, um, y'all can start sending some questions to Rhett. What you're going to want to do is you're going to click on his name and you're going to send him a whisper. Uh, and just send him a question. If there's something you'd like to ask him that, you know, we'll talk about at the end of the show. Uh, I'm not going to guarantee that we'll get to all of them, so if we don't end up getting to your question, or we don't ask your question, um, Rhett says that he will buy you a thing on your (laughs) Steam wish list. Uh, So, hey, now it's time to play the lottery, right? So, you can go ahead and start getting those questions into Rhett, and I will hopefully be getting our next guest set up while Rhett is going to sing us a song! My name is Estelle Bright. I have a big
1: stick. <laughs> I don't know much else about Estelle because I've only played the prologue.
2: I
0: didn't know Estelle was a rapper.
1: Well, he tried to be a little more musical this time. <laughs> Keep going. Have I remind you that I have a very big stick. I've got a stepbrother or something, I think. Joshua, yeah. And he's got a limp does he <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm a bracer, is that what it is? yeah, guild? you're a bracer, you're a bracer, yeah,
0: the bracer guild.
1: my teacher has a whip. she likes to do things to guys
0: to extract information. you're so good at songs, yeah, why don't we get you to do a song every episode from now on? No no no, boom, I'm pulling in the next guest, hello.
5: Yo. 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 What up, yo?
0: Yo. Uh, are yo, we live? Yo. Yo, yo, yes. yo. We live. We live. It is the composer of our hot fucking theme song, host of the album listening club. Huh? That thing? Remember that?
5: That's the thing that exists. Oh, yeah. Of. It totally exists. <laughs> it Existed?
0: <dead. laughs> it's dead. <laughs> it's dead, unfortunately. Sorry. Oh. Ret fuck off! <laughs> Sorry, I forgot that was gonna make a sound. I I don't have the sounds on anymore. Oh good! I killed them. Um, it's our good pal, Taylor.
5: It indeed it is I.
0: Hey Taylor, yeah. I thought I thought of something that we could do. We could we what's could we, we could drop a hot bomb on these motherfuckers right now. They don't know what's coming, but me and you do what do you think what do you think you think we should drop it on him yeah let's drop the bomb let's drop the bomb all right so official announcement (laughs) official announcement everybody everybody tuning in oh shit oh Oh,
1: real
5: quick though uh listening garden katza alc will never happen because i hate queens of the stone age
0: (laughs) oh that's it you're off my podcast we're done (laughs) anyway drop the bomb (laughs) Uh, hold on, I'm getting over my anger. Give me a moment. <laughs> hold on, I'm still not over my anger.
5: Uh Shiori uh, she, she says that this friendship is over as well. <laughs> Damn.
0: Me me and Shiori, we're going to go, we're going to be girlfriends because uh, united against you.
5: <laughs> the onus of your friend of your relationship. Yep. Is anger over the fact that I We bonded over you I,
0: having I, shitty music taste.
5: That over my belief that Josh Homme can go eat poop. Oh my God. Listen to this. Listen to this. <laughs> Listen. It's like seven. 90%. It's like 90% that Josh Homme is just an asshole. <laughs> 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 All
0: right. So the hot bombshell is myself and Taylor, um, in, in, in lieu of the album listening club kind of having to go away, uh, because of a, you know, there's some real life stuff. Timing issues and everything, and you know, lack of interest on a on, on in some regards. Uh, we'll still be doing our top tens at the end of the year, though. So, we'll still be bothering you about that. But Ooh. myself and Taylor have decided to start a different kind of music listening podcast.
5: Well, one with a more consistent theme, let's say.
0: More a more consistent theme and and an end point.
5: Yes.
2: Huh.
0: The, podcast, well, I mean. <laughs> the podcast is called God is in the Podcast. Mm-hmm. And nobody knows what that means, so I'm going to go ahead and explain it. Uh, it is, we are going to be listening to uh, each and every mainline Marilyn Manson uh, <laughs> release, and we will be discussing them. But here's the catch. Every album every album will have a different guest and that guest has to have not had experience with either that album or Marilyn Manson because me and Taylor we're we're,
5: we're pretty big Marilyn Manson fans I would say yeah you could that is a thing that could be said
0: <laughs> so we want to kind of have someone on that doesn't have that experience to kind of get the fresh experience and we thought that would be a really fun way to kind of Go at something that, you know, like we have a vested mutual interest in uh, and something that has an end point that's not going to be this thing that's going to be hard to pull together all the time. Um, and it, we think that that will just be a really fun thing. So that's that's like our hot new bombshell. That's uh, we're going to try and do something getting the first episode of that out um probably next month sometime maybe yes yeah we're going to be doing kind of a, a uh an intro episode uh of spooky kids material uh, to go over To kind of give you an idea Of where all of this started And then after that we will move on to Portrait of an American Family So uh, we've already got a guest for that one So don't bother me about it <laughs> uh, But but from, Antichrist Super, or but from Antichrist Superstar on We don't have people So if you're not a Marilyn Manson fan Or have not been familiar with any of his albums We'll keep you in mind
5: unfort unfortunately, this podcast is going to peak about as early as Manson's career. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's true. It's
5: true. But it'll it'll be mostly smooth sailing until about I don't fucking what is it? Episode five? Episode six? Oh
0: god, there's gonna be so, we're we're there's gonna be a high end of low. Let's say. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
5: <laughs> and a low end of low.
0: And a low end of low. There is the definite low end of low. That two thousand three to two thousand seven period. Woohoo!
5: <laughs> Vanner Orion asked does listening to his live album count. Uh are you asking if you listening to his live album counts as having experience, or if we're going to be listening to listening to his live album? Yeah, I'm going to lean towards no because no. live albums are pointless. Yeah,
0: live albums are kind of shitty. Don't like them, but if you, you listen don't. to the live album, uh, you'd still be eligible. Yeah, because that's just a compilation. But that, you know, we're just we'll just, not we'll just be
5: put Ill. you we'll just put you on the Hollywood we'll put you in the Hollywood episode. Oh
3: God, <laughs> man! I've only I've only listened to any Crest Superstar, but I've always been kind of like like wanting to know without really doing it myself doing the work myself so uh-huh. I think listening to y'all talk about these other albums is to be really fun for well me. hey you're you
0: are an eligible participant oh <gasps> I am well you so haven't if, listened to you haven't if listened. I, uh, go ahead you haven't listened like we're, we can't spend too much more time talking about this yeah. but but you haven't listened to his entire discography okay yeah, I've only listened to Antichrist. Superstar. Okay, you're good. You you are eligible to be a guest on anything that is not Antichrist yes. Superstar.
3: Yes. Cool, cool, cool. All right, all right. Taylor.
5: Yes.
0: yes. How's it going? Yes. You sound dead tired.
5: <laughs> oh yeah, I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty fucking wiped. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. Just, I I don't know how aware everybody is, but I I I basically just got off of a like a four-hour plane ride back home a few hours ago to do this shit <laughs> yes just imagine specific.
0: having to come back from a four-hour plane ride and talk to us
5: yeah i mean that's not as bad as having to go to school tomorrow <laughs> oh god is that a thing you no. have to do too yep
0: law oh, school oh, is no. season two. i feel bad for you really bad <laughs>
5: Yeah, it's yeah. Well, I mean, it. I only I only have two classes per day, four days a week, so it's not like horrible. But you know, my my sleeping schedule is just completely fucked. So. Damn. Yeah, geez,
0: that's that's crazy. So 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 so, is there anything in particular on your mind that you'd like to, to to present to us? And just like, hey. Let's talk about a thing, and it better not be about how Queens of the Stone Age is bad or I'll hang up on you right now.
5: (laughs) Uh, Oh no, that's something I've only thought about because she already brought it up. Oh (laughs) Because Mm -hmm. I'm reading the chat.
0: I I never read the chat. Ever. (laughs) Which I really should given that this is a special anniversary show, but man, like I am I am the laziest Discord admin. I'm the worst streamer ever. I never pay attention to my chat. And then when it's a big live event like this, I'm just like, yeah, you're focused on interaction with the chat. I'm just like, fuck the chat.
5: Yeah, I mean, the streaming I can understand because you're working with one eye, but. Yeah, yeah. If you're reading the chat, say my butt hurts, according to Bonertron. Yeah, there you go. If you're reading the chat, (laughs) say my butt hurts. All right, well, so I played some video games. Whoa, people do that still? Yep. I, I played some video games and then I watched my girlfriend play a video game. Oh, damn. So, the video oh, yeah. game the video game I played while she watched is a little thing called Until Dawn. Uh-huh. It's a game that I've played before, but, you know, <laughs> it's still it's fresh in my memory cuz I played it again. <laughs> this is David Cage, right? No, 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 this is no. not David Cage. No, no, until dawn is a good game. Wait, who is
3: David Cage? Oh, okay, that's I was a, confused. That's beyond
5: two souls and heavy beyond okay. two
3: souls. Heavy okay, rain, yeah. For some reason, I think I was mixing it up with beyond two souls. But okay. this
1: game is a similar style, but done right, basically. Oh, okay,
5: yeah, yeah, it's 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 a David Cageian kind of walk around in QTE simulator, <laughs>
2: which
5: is fine. It's just yep. David Cage is. Yeah. yeah. So it's basically it's a deconstruction of your classic slasher movie. Okay. So it opens up, you're in the Alberta, Canada wilderness in the middle of winter. Uh-huh. And there's a bunch of teenagers who are staying at the uh, winter getaway of their rich friend's parents. Oh wow. I kinda want them all to die already. <laughs> yeah, well, so what happens is that, um, God, I don't even—I would have to count. But basically, the way it opens up is that there's a bunch of people who are going to play a prank on one of the twin sisters, who is the parent, who is like the. There's sort of three siblings. There's a, a set of identical twins and an older brother. They're the parents of the. They're the children of the rich parents. Yeah. Okay. So one of them has a crush on sort of like the high school bad boy who is currently dating somebody else, so they decide they're all going to, like, five of them decide they're going to play a prank on her by luring her into a bedroom with a fake note from the dude saying, hey, let's fuck. That's pretty fucked up. And then they sort of all, as she starts taking her shirt off, they sort of burst out from the closet and from under the bed with a camera, and she runs off into the woods. That's really fucked up. yeah (laughs) Yeah. so then uh, well and so two characters are not witness to any are not privy to any of this because they're passed out drunk in the kitchen and the girl's twin sister goes chasing off after her Uh uh-huh and when they catch up they get driven off of a cliff by something that you don't see except from a first person perspective and they fall to their deaths yay And so the game picks up one year later, where the brother uh, invites them all back.
0: <laughs> why does this sound Gosh. like? Why does this sound like the second Jason movie or something? <laughs>
5: uh, I've heard, I've heard it compared to. Um, I know what you did last summer. Yeah, Pete. I
0: know what you did last summer, and um,
5: fucking, there are a few others that kind
0: of have that same premise of coming back to after, you know, after something terrible happened.
5: Yeah, yeah. It's, it, it's, I will say that this game is not what you think it's going to be. <laughs> well, that's good. Because like, we don't want to spoil the whole thing,
0: obviously. Because this is a game that I want to play, too. So we, we can't yeah. do a full walkthrough yeah. here.
5: <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a PS4 exclusive. But, I mean, that's the prologue. And it kind of introduces you to the basic mechanics. Like exploration, uh, finding uh, hidden items called totems that can give you brief glimpses into the future and uh, QTEs. There's a QTE to
0: take your top off, isn't there?
5: Uh, don't think so, but, I mean, not in like the timed QTE way, but they try to make it more immersive by like whenever your character reaches out to grab something, you have to hit R2 and then maneuver your hands around with the right stick.
0: Oh, okay, see, like, I thought that that would be one of their tutorial things, Is like in the opening, you know, that's your QTE, uh, is take your top off. Press B no. to boobs. Press B to boobs! <laughs> yeah. Well.
5: <laughs> press circle to boobs. This I know, the,
1: there's not a B on the PS4 to controller. We gotta roll with it, it here. Work. You gotta
0: roll with it.
5: <laughs> now, so, you, you come back one year later, and like weird shit starts happening and you don't really know and that i got there's not really too much i can say about it that wouldn't involve spoilers but yeah sort of like the brother invites you all back to in sort of memoriam of his sisters one year after the incident Mm -hmm. and you know from there weird shit starts happening and it only gets weirder from there see like that that's a good setup like, yeah. I think that'd
0: be mm-hmm. fun as shit. Like, and, and, like and, and the way that I understand it is, like, this game has a lot of that same heavy rain stuff where, like, people are gonna fucking die and there is no rewind. Like, they just fucking no. died.
5: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, there's, uh. <laughs> if you, uh, fuck up a QTE or make a wrong choice. <laughs> later <laughs> uh, there's no going back <laughs>
0: and it sounds to me like that like the game wants you to not fucking worry about it like it doesn't expect you or want you to try to get a perfect playthrough like you're supposed to experience and immerse yourself into the horror that this game's trying to provide and enjoy just like what this game is rather than just like oh no i fucked up let's like load a previous save
6: yeah
5: um, I think the first time I played this game of eight characters, only two survived to the end. Bloodbath. Yeah. Uh. So the second time I played, I just kind of uh, knowing all the mistakes I made last time, I just did like a perfect run through. Yeah,
0: and I think that that's what uh, those games kind of are for, definitely. really. Like you get your first playthrough; it's gonna be sloppy, it's gonna be messy, shit's gonna shit's gonna go totally tits up, and that's okay.
5: Yeah, so, uh, one of the running themes of this game is the butterfly effect. Oh, okay. (laughs) So much so that there's a butterfly effect menu. I'm not Um, surprised. And so, you know, basically there's several key choices you can make that will influence, uh, the way events unfold later on. And specifically the way certain characters behave towards other characters. Mm Mm-hmm so which is one of the ways that you know you can get killed pretty easily yeah I'd imagine is like if you were just not saying too much but like if you were a dick to one character as a different character there's a chance that you know that might end up killing the other character because you know the other character because the character you were addicted to is going to decide not to help you
0: yeah yeah th- and that's like I like shit like that that's really cool
5: and there's a lot of there's actually there's a lot of backstory to what's going on in this game that can be discovered through hidden pickups and Easter eggs that are sort of, you know, scattered throughout yeah. the games' uh, various areas. It's really kind of a creepy, oppressive atmosphere the first time you play it. <laughs> cool. So,
2: really I cool like game. The,
5: ol- the only thing I despise about this game is the don't move sections. Oh. <laughs> so, do uh, you know how the PlayStation 4 has a backlight bar? Uh-oh. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh. <laughs> so, there's this little outline of the backlight bar oh. and a superimposition of your backlight <laughs> bar on the screen. Oh, that's fucked you up. And have to keep it in the bar. And my hands are, like, persistently shaky, so... Uh, Guess what killed most of the characters the oh, first time? I played this oh, much- oh, that's uh, so fucked. Is because you know you can usually get through a don't move section just by setting your controller down on a table. Yeah, but if you don't know it's coming, oh, you're fucked. And and some of the and some of the ones in like the f- final sequence of the game are fucking viciously long. Oh no. So. You know, basically, anytime you make a decision where it seems like a don't move section is coming, you better just have the control. You could conceivably just play this game with the controller on the table
0: and just like you know play like a keyboard with your fingers on it and shit like that. Yeah, yeah,
5: yeah. But it is a really good game, and the con- the characters are mostly like, you know, not like not like amazingly deep. I'll say, but like far more varied and interesting and likable than your typical slasher movie cast.
0: That's definitely Uh, cool. Uh,
5: Emily will get on your fucking nerves, but... (laughs) I've heard that a lot. I think Emily gets a bad... I think Emily gets kind of an unfair rap in the power rankings, but (laughs) she she does start... But her and Jessica kind of start off as cunts in the very beginning of the game.
0: Oh! The C-word. (laughs)
5: <laughs> but yeah oh, set up phone
3: <laughs> i didn't know it was, i didn't know this was a horror, this was rooted in kind of slasher movie stuff oh that's that like sounds, the entire thing yeah
5: that makes me happy yeah. i mean i i will say you shouldn't go into this game expecting anything in terms of yeah. like horror although a healthy knowledge of horror movie tropes could possibly save the lives of characters <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll just go off by myself. Hey, guess how you can kill like all of your characters? Uh oh.
0: (laughs) ICQ pops up and goes, Uh oh. Yeah. If you're, Uh, (laughs) that's a reference. Yeah, if you're over 30, you'll get that. (laughs) Only 80s kids will get this. Yeah.
5: (laughs) ICQ, that was the chat program. Yep. Uh oh. Yeah, I never I never I never had that one because somebody told me I had to pay for an account. No, I was just dumb. So nobody so somebody lied to me on the internet. What are the odds?
0: Uh-oh. <laughs> I don't know why I keep doing that now. It's stuck in my fucking head. Hello, are you high? No, not at all. Weird.
5: Monotron <laughs> Taylor, you're like 15. How do you know that? Well, I've been on the internet since I was like three. So, cool, cool. So, um,
0: kind of move things along. Uh, yeah. So, so that game definitely is. It's been on my to playlist for a while. But you know, playing video games is
5: boring. Yeah, yeah it'll. I mean, like, you could seriously beat on. Un- you could seriously clear until dawn in like one sitting.
0: Yeah, that's probably um, what I would want to do, because... It, it,
5: it, would, it, it would maybe take you, like, six to eight hours to do that, but... Uh-huh. But I did it so... <laughs> gotcha. <laughs> so,
1: it's do like, you think this is a good game to have someone who doesn't play games watch you play? Uh... Yeah, probably. I might show it to my dad. Show it to and...
3: your dad, I was about Ooh. to say.
1: Because yeah. this is I like... Mean, it, the thing is, it's he like ate stuff, though, so... Uh, uh,
3: yeah, and also, Anna hates some yeah.
6: uh, movies, too. We
3: can I mean, that. We
5: can like that, though. It, it it's like, a, it is definitely like a 50-50 mix of proper suspense and jump scares, so. Gotcha. <laughs> and, so, but, and I will say, if there's a criticism I have of this game, it's that the jump scares are super cheap. Oh, uh, um,
0: yeah.
5: Gotcha. I, I mean, uh, I,
0: I think like, that might be part of its tongue-in-cheek nature, though.
5: Yeah, I, w- I won't call them cat scares because they're usually deer instead of cats. <laughs> gotcha. There's plenty of deer! 9,000 decibel orchestra sting. <laughs> oh my gosh. Don't play it with headphones. I, okay. Oh, jeez. <laughs> cool. So until dawn.
0: Until dawn. <laughs> yeah. Good, good It game. sounds like good, good shit.
5: Yeah. The game I watched my girlfriend play, which I don't have much to say about, was Hohokum.
1: I have heard oh, of this. I played I played that. You played that. Yeah, it looks pretty.
5: It's it's an artsy puzzle game that takes about three and a half hours to complete. I guess the big thing that stuck people on that game is that they don't know where to go, but yeah. like the map is actually super simple. Gotcha. And not all, right. all the time, but it's it's really pretty and it has great music and that's kind of like the That's kinda of like as I didn't because I didn't play it, I just watched it be played. That's kind of as much as I can say about it. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yeah. Cool. It's cool.
1: a of a pleasant experience, maybe less so as a video game, I think.
5: Yeah. It's you're playing hide and sneak with your other rainbow snake friends and a bunch of really yeah. Well you just said
0: the magic, like, magic word. You just said the magic word <laughs> What? Snake Ha huh. John, yeah wants to be eaten by John,
5: snakes. I, I said John's magic words anyway. Yeah,
0: yeah. You said John's <laughs> magic word. Snake. <laughs> Come on, Rhett, keep up. Come on. Well uh, actually more
1: Spider. snakes
5: more snakes get eaten in Hohokam than snakes do the eating. Hmm. Well
3: that doesn't matter to yeah, John. Yeah I don't think it really bit.
5: matters to John. <laughs> Alright. Um
3: what? I c- but <laughs> who cares about eating snakes? <laughs> oh, he wants to to
1: be eaten Is by that
3: a... Snake. what if yeah, other snakes it's the second, are eating uh, snakes? Uh, I think I'll this it. is the second time that Rhett, um, that Rhett has been like, oh, John doesn't care. He, he wants to eat spiders. He's into that. They're into that. And, what? No. Look, I, saw, I saw that poster Go- you made, where you're
1: like, I will eat any spiders. Get in my <laughs> tub.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's...
5: By the way, John, because I know you had some vor versus cannibalism discourse at one point.
3: Yep.
5: Getting eaten by a snake is vor because snakes swallow their prey whole. That's...
3: Yeah, obviously. That's
5: <laughs> they're like the
3: one they're like one of the only like real life boar animals. <laughs> real There's something amazing to me about him saying
5: real life boar. Yeah. The rest of us just call that eating. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pour these chips.
3: <laughs> Say uh, there's not a there aren't a lot of, like, plausible ways to be bored in real life. I'm just saying that snakes are one of them. You can have a whaley
5: I mean, there's kind of, Well, yeah, whales, I guess. But there's kind of people. no way to be vored by a snake for real, though, because even anacondas aren't big enough to get over your shoulders. Wait.
3: <laughs> what If you're, if you're what? a little kid, though. No, well, well, yeah, yeah but... It's people. It's happened. Right?
5: right? I don't think... No, it hasn't happened, John. It... We no, found that's... we found people <laughs> half eaten by snakes and then both of them dead because the snake, you know, ruptured everything yeah. at once. Man.
3: Oh, I thought snakes actually eat people. I thought oh that's the thing that happens on television.
5: Oh my god.
3: <laughs> where have <laughs> they... we gone? I
5: feel like there I feel like Polly had a segui. <laughs> what? <laughs> to make. You're wrong. Oh my god. Uh... I just I just ruined John's night because he's going to be Falling down the wiki hole now. Oh no! He'd rather be
0: falling like, down the snake hole, but you know, You <laughs> can only get about halfway down that one.
1: But, I, um, I, sh- I think it. I should just say now: giant spiders still also don't exist, like in video games.
3: Yeah, but they're they're fun, but they, yeah, they don't actually
5: exist in real life.
2: Hopefully,
5: <laughs> as far as <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, yeah. a lot of there's a lot of the Amazon that's uncharted. <laughs>
0: um but um you know uh
2: <laughs> God damn it
6: why do
0: I always
5: go places when I'm here
0: <laughs> oh god never again
3: oh god um, I mean this this USA today article says that <laughs> someone got eaten by a 23 foot snake that's maybe it's real. I don't know. Wait. The, come
0: on. Let, let let John let John have the fantasy, I suppose. Uh, uh Taylor, is there anything else you'd like to hit on before I punt you out of the call and we get to answering some questions?
5: Well, I'm working on music. Oh, music. I finally I finished my 808 day song. Oh, did you? Like, you know, however long ago, it's been since August 8th.
0: Tell you what, you can do with that 808 song.
5: What's that send
0: it to me and i will put it at the end of this podcast i in, in the archived version
5: okay i'll i'll shoot you the link, the link buddy that's good yeah i just because i had a i had a it ended up being a three-hour flight i guess we had a jet stream and ended up getting here three out 30 minutes early oh god you but hit jet
0: stream four you hit jet stream four
5: yeah sorry tom <laughs> i think that's who that is yeah <laughs> right. it's Tom Okay. And, oh, thanks. Any, uh. any, anyway, but because I was flying Frontier, there's no Wi-Fi, so not having much else to do and having listened to all the Spotify albums I had, you know, downloaded in preparation, I decided, hey, let's finish that song that I basically finished, just got lazy about arranging.
0: Oh yeah, yeah,
5: that's awesome. Any other
0: cool yep. tunes uh, in the works, or is it just hey, finish the 808 day thing?
5: Yeah, I mean, that's... The 808 D Day thing is a piece of a larger project that I'm trying to actually finish for once. Oh! And there's... So that's, like, my electronic music project, and there's something completely different that's sort of bubbling in the background. Gotcha. Gotcha.
0: That sounds really cool.
5: <laughs> yep. Oh, and... I mean, I guess I probably should have talked about Persona 5, but I feel like I would have to be a guest on, like, a normal podcast to really do the 55 hours I've played in that uh, game justice
0: <laughs> oh my god yeah and I would have to be away from that podcast because I don't want to <laughs> know anything about it
5: yeah I won't yeah. say it's good um the party members are mostly like all likable as opposed to the last couple of games where there was always at least one or maybe more party members who I wanted to just you know feed to the shadows and be done with
0: what up what, Teddy? what up what up four? Teddy
3: <laughs> What up, Junpei? Uh, but... Yosuke. What? Uh, I
5: love oh, okay. Yosuke and Teddy. Give him a Yosuke.
3: hug.
5: Uh, well, okay, Yosuke's not as bad as Junpei, but definitely Junpei.
0: Junpei is garbage person. Um, uh, yeah, fuck you...
3: Junpei, but Yosuke, Yosuke just, Junpei just needs a hug. is and...
0: worse. Yeah, uh, Yosuke. Anyway. I uh, you... opened the...
3: I'm not going to open the
0: floodgate. Now. We're dropping it. We're killing that. We're going to get off yeah. that topic, and we are going to say... Thank you to Taylor for taking the time out of your evening from getting in from a four hour flight to join <laughs> us. And of course, thank you for making the, 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 awesome intro theme to our podcast and always kind of be in there to help us out musically and other ways as well. Um, it's always a pleasure to have you around and be in the chat and we can't wait to, you know, get more podcasting going with, uh, God is in the podcast soon. And, uh, uh, I hope it's been pleasant for you. Uh,
5: it, it, it has. I'm gonna go reap the benefits of a week long tolerance break. <laughs> oh shit!
0: <laughs> you have yourself a good evening, love, and we will talk to you later. Uh, Bye-bye. Bye.
5: Love you, you Anne Damn,
0: that was cold. That was cold. Love you, Ann. and it got cut off. That was cold and, and, and unintended. That was
2: great. <laughs> I'm Taylor, love
0: you. all right so to wind down this bad boy uh hey i hope y'all were paying attention earlier and dropped in the questions like were they listening right
1: we got two so
0: what the fuck everybody a couple people you know that's fine it's fine it's fine whatever i don't need participation in my fucking podcast (laughs) so what our uh, throw us a question what do we got Okay,
1: so this one cracks me up because, you know, earlier we were discussing what John's item of the week would be. Yes. And I had a prediction, and then we went with Final Fantasy VII instead. So, unprompted or anything, Tengu Gemini writes in, so, how about that Little Witch Academia?
0: Oh, wow. And I say, yes, that show is fucking great. I say I've seen the OVA, and I like it. I haven't watched the TV series yet, though.
3: Um, the OVA was my favorite trigger thing until I watched the TV series. <laughs> so, yeah, I really, really, really liked it. Um, a Little Witch Academia. I yes. think the show, yeah, it's really Some of good.
1: my favorite episodic stuff in ages,
3: basically. Yeah, and then when it turns into a trigger show in the back half, it's kind of the best one.
0: <laughs> Can we well, talk about how fucking gorgeous that o- the both of those OVA episodes yeah. are, though? how amazingly beautiful they are and like though they tell really simple stories they never lull or ever feel mm-hmm. like you know i kind of get a trails in the sky yeah. feel from it because <laughs> yeah. because it tells a story that is yes it, there there's simplicity in this story but you can tell a really simple story very fucking well
1: yeah yeah that's especially the first over which is just like 26 minutes and then it just goes. Yeah, yeah, I
3: think the I think that first OVA is a perfect story. Yes. Yeah. <laughs>
0: like I really loved the second one too. I think that yeah, it took the longer yeah. route. It's like sixty minutes long or something, but it tells yeah. a, it tells just a really good story. It's got a nice mm-hmm. uh, flow to it. It's got a good dose of action. You get it's just a really really fucking good. I originally was disappointed with the second one when I first watched it. Because
1: it was slower and more talky and it had more school stuff. But yeah. then after watching the TV series, it's like, well, that's kind of where the series goes as well in general. Of being more
0: about kind of the school life stuff and not just action, action, action like the first OVA. So the, the, the TV series is like just a complete reboot. Like they throw yeah. away everything that is in... I mean, they keep a lot of it, though. Do they, like, like straight up... Re- is it, like, a straight up... Re- like, do they at any point straight up retell, like, what has happened in any of the OVA? Or is it just kind of, like... The it's only own-
1: seen No, they do redo the very opening intro with her seeing Shiny Chariot as a little kid. Yeah. Yes. That's that's it. That, that's something... That's up. important. That's important. Yeah. I would want that. But, yeah. the, but, like, the dungeon and the Enchanted Parade stuff never come up in the TV series.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Also, they visual got... humor, holy shit, it's on point. Yeah, yeah it's a cartoon, basically. Yeah, like, like it is I, a cartoon. Yeah. It is the first anime I have seen since maybe Panty and Stocking that embraces being a cartoon.
3: Yeah, yeah, it feels it, in, it feels like a love letter, just animation, animation as a whole, like
0: not just anime itself, but it, nineteen yeah. like like nineteen ten to nineteen forty shit, like mm-hmm. old yeah. as dirt animation they go for every single kind of style or visual gag or an animation
3: technique that is not used today. Yeah, they got they reference that stuff very explicitly in the TV show. Like this this is oh, in oh love with this entire history of this art form. Yeah. And even thematically it kind of reads like a love letter to just animation in the way these cartoons yeah, help these people.
1: There's definitely a reading of the T V series that's just like just cross off the word magic and write 2D animation every time Echo talks, where she's like, 2D animation isn't dying, I'll revive it, you know,
0: See, I had an idea while me and Rhett were watching um, the OVAs, Mm
4: -hmm. and
0: I was like, what if every time magic was cast, you put a a fart noise in there? (laughs) Because, like, the way the animations always happen with the magic... I'm thinking, you got fucking comedy gold. You could release this series again, under my direction, <laughs> and it would be real fucking funny. Not, is... that, not that it's not funny already, because that's <laughs> another thing. The OVAs are genuinely funny, too. Like, the humor is genuinely funny. Anime isn't funny most of the time. Yeah.
1: I don't have anything to add, other than, yeah, anime tends to be very dry, kind of explain the joke. Yeah, humor. explain
0: the joke on the nose, kind of shit. Yeah,
1: this is very just. It moves too quickly, basically, for yeah. it to dwell on anything. And
0: they'll just be like, like little animation gags happening in the background. See, I was watching some older episode of uh, of The Simpsons earlier today, and I was mm-hmm. noticing that, that, like, with comedic timing. And just, like, really smart things that they do to make a gag stick. Or the way they'll chain, like, three or four gags together in the span of, like, ten seconds. Yeah. And then just make it work without having to fucking draw attention to it by somebody saying what the joke was.
2: Yeah,
1: Hmm. that's absolutely the worst. I hate that Japan is so focused on the straight man character, like, explaining the joke every time. Yeah. So, yes... We should watch Little Witch Academia soon, Billy. We're going very to. Very good. Right. I I know. I just We're going to. Don't on
0: the Don't you worry. Uh, uh, and uh, one last call, if you Actually, want, if, if you got a question, oh. if you got a question, you click on Rhett's name and you click the whisper button. Shoot on over to him and we'll try and get to it. So, yeah, we got We have two left still. So I got All right. one. All right. Question number 2.
1: Hmm. Mikey Peachy writes What's the best game you discovered via the sox cast uh, that's kind of a tricky one uh, I'm not sure I'm not sure I've ever played anything because oh may, I mean maybe undertale kind of John you, you would probably, not shut up about that well thing. yeah
0: undertale is kind of a definite. Yeah. Um I would say that you didn't play Helen's Mysterious Castle until we talked oh, about really. it quite a bit. So basically I have enriched both of <laughs> y'all's lives. Yeah. John is basically the makeup. taste maker. John yeah. play John played Neptunia Rebirth One. Yes. Because we talked a lot about
3: Neptunia. Neptunia yes. Um. Um what else?
1: Yeah, I think Helen's Mysterious Castle, though, is a great one. I've I literally mean, didn't know what that was until like I know what Danganronpa is and stuff. Yeah. No. oh, I did, play,
0: I did play Danganronpa
3: because of what Molly and everyone. Yeah, said,
0: seeing so. some. La- yeah, we got some Neptunia uh, from Carmichael. Yeah. We got Helen's Mysterious Castle from Chelsea. Yeah,
1: um, and then there's this game called Sonic the Hedgehog. I just like whatever watched. the fuck that was.
0: <laughs> I heard the first one's real fucking good though.
3: <laughs> yep. Uh, oh wait, we're Sorry. being
0: sarcastic, John. <laughs> Okay. Hold, oh all shit, I had to explain the joke. Fuck. We <laughs> failed. <laughs> There's ways explaining the joke can be funny. You're
1: not like, wrong. Like, repetition and humor can be... Oh, you know that's my funny. thing. Yeah, that's my thing, too. That's the whole Neptunia of Rebirth 3 <laughs> is just... Yeah, We're it's going real... to make, like, three jokes, and that's the entire game. We're just going to run them into the ground.
0: yes. Dragon Quarter because of John. Yes, I played oh, I played Dragon Quarter because of John. That game, I played oh, Dragon I played Dragon Quarter because of John and because of John quite literally because I borrowed John's copy for a year.
3: <laughs> and then I bought True. my own. Yep. It's a good game. Cool. Oh, problematic too. Yay. Man. Yeah, I re- I am just I'm just floating around. Y'all are missing a, a y'all are missing a
0: real important one here. I know a lot of y'all out there played her lullaby. Don't fucking lie to me. <laughs> oh, well, that's a little different. No, it's not. It appeared on the podcast. goddammit. damn it. It's true. Red heard about it on the podcast. Yeah, Red heard. Red heard about it on the podcast. Didn't even fucking know. One of my favorite. One of my favorite podcast moments of Red just be like, "Wait, what?" <laughs>
3: <laughs> you got me. So funny. I am just so you know, I've been Googling around about snakes. This oh, my whole, God. Red, right,
0: so, next am, question, please. Okay, next hey, question.
3: My day, my week is shot now. Um, everything, God is dead. Love is gone.
1: Okay, this one comes in from Venner Orion, and I already know the answer to the first part of this.
0: Does Polly like Contra Hardcore? Fuck, yes, or, I do. Wait, wait, more than Contra 3? <laughs> I love it more than Contra 3 because Contra 3 is kind of not super great. Like yeah, it's it doesn't feel know. like like Contra 3 does not feel complete to me. It feels like a couple like look, you got stage 1. Stage 1 is awesome. Stage 3, yeah. stage 3 is awesome. The bike stage, I can give or take, I think that yeah. kind of eh, a little boring. I think that like those kinds of levels were done better in later uh Contra games. Uh I like Yes, and uh, the aliens later. In stages six through eight, or what about stages six through eight? There's only six. What? There's only six stages in uh, Contra oh. Three. Yeah, that oh, that, that, well, that okay,
3: game's that game's two and five.
0: Two <laughs> and five are the 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 bad mode Very, seven stages. poop from a butt.
3: Poop from oh. a butt. Yeah. Well, but, this is a good this big solid climax level, right? Like the alien where, warehouse, like all those. That's always been a strong student Contra games, right?
0: Yeah, kind of. But
3: um. So what about 3? <laughs> I didn't catch that. I was sorry. I was just leading. Sorry. Continue. Sarcasm.
0: Okay. It's yeah. A uh, I oh. yeah by like leaps yeah. and fucking bounds. I yeah, prefer Con- hardcore. Polly
1: loves hardcore. We all do.
0: Like I've mm-hmm. played okay, so, that game that- so many times. It's like like we joke about boner playing that game all the time. But it's 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 actually me. Like I'm the one that literally fucking will play it like once every couple weeks. Nice, <laughs> awesome. Okay, second
1: part. Does Polly still like Contra Four, and if so, how much?
0: I still think Contra Four is pretty great. I think that it is flawed. Yeah. Um, like I remember when it came out, I gave it that big old fat five gold sock review. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, I would it's... I would probably take uh, a full sock off of it. Um. <laughs> Take away that golden sock, not even a four and a half. Uh, because I think that that game's base stages are terrible, and there are three of them, and one of them is near incompletable without, uh, uh, without having a weapon. Like, if you get killed, uh, like you you know, play that game on hard mode is super fun. It's also super very hard. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you get to the final boss on one of the base stages where you have to close the door to cut, yeah. cut the thing's head off... And you have a pea shooter uh, and you can't mash like 64 times a second you're done. You can't do it. It's impossible. That's pretty bad. That's rough.
1: But that game's great. Okay. Next question comes in from Sayara who we talked to like three hours ago. Hey, I know who Sayara is. It's a bitch. (laughs) Speaking (laughs) of cartoons, how about them old Mario cartoons?
0: I think they're charming. I never watched them. They're really charming. They're bad. They're so badly animated. And, like, you can see the animation problems all over the place. And they're clearly just there to promote Nintendo products, because they came out in the heat of NES Mania, really. Um, But, man, they're charming in their own fucking way. I really still like them.
1: I just can't remember anything about those shows now besides the YouTube poop that
2: has
3: emerged (laughs) from that.
0: I only watched some of the um, Zelda ones. The, the Zelda ones are bad. I don't like those at all. Gotcha. I, I, I do like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, Super Mario World, and Super Mario Brothers Three, though. Those are still fun.
3: Cool. And Toad has a Toad take off his thing. His thing.
0: Yeah, he takes it off. <laughs> and he uses it to float around and shit. It's pretty good. Cool. Okay,
1: one more question. I think this is going to be the last one. All right, let's hear it. From Jetstorm4. Yo, what's up? What's a useful creative process you've discovered when making something
0: that has benefited you the most? This is a pretty tricky question. That's tricky. That's, I think we can all probably, pro- probably have something for this. Um, okay. My favorite, like the thing that I kind of learned through doing creative things is that you can't force it if you're not feeling it, maybe don't do it because yeah, I mean, there are times where <clears throat> you can absolutely kind of grind it out and make it work and it will still come out good. But I think that a lot of the times if you try and do something and you're not feeling it, you're kind of just going through a process and you're not really kind of approaching it as a quote unquote, a piece of art. Then it starts feeling forced and mechanical and like work and it's not fun. Um mm-hmm. And since, like, 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 Poly Dungeon, like we talked about this last year, we announced it last year, and yeah, it didn't get any work done on it because I was not in that creative space, and it wasn't the cre- and like, it wasn't the creative space I wanted to be in because it's not where I felt like being. Like, I, you, a lot of sh- bad shit happening, a lot of bad things going on, and then her lullaby came around, and it was like oh, no, wait, I'm not terrible and awful at trying to create things. It's just I was not residing in the proper creative space that I needed to be. And then yeah. once we finished that, it allowed me to reenter the proper, like, creative space, space where I wanted to be to start working on Poly Dungeon again and to work on getting that to be a possibility to work on my free time uh, to make sure that I had the free time to do it. So that's kind of, like, the thing that I've learned the most is just, like, if you're not feeling it, either take a step away for a while uh, or just maybe try something else. Just, like, see, like, see if something else sticks. Like, just, like, always try to keep yourself flexible. Um, that's what I think. That, that that was the thing that I kind of learned the most.
3: Mm-hmm. Um, I have a thing that kind of ties into that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had someone talking the other day where they were worried basically about putting a thing down. And I think there's this idea that like, as a creative person, if you start on something... You have to finish it that, now. And then you have to finish it now, because if you don't, then the work will stop being alive. And if you, when you come back to it, it won't be as vital, it won't be as true to whatever you're feeling. You'll lose sight of whatever it is that made that drive for you. Um, And I just don't think that's true.
0: No, no, not Uh, at all.
3: Or else Kekai would not exist. Yeah. I think, like, of the last four games I put out, three of them I put down. Actually, the last five ones, four of them I put down for months. Yeah. Um, Most of my games I put out for months. I, I put down for, like, months in the middle and then come back to them later. Just because it's a long and draining process To create something Even something small And you sometimes just need that You need to not force it yeah. um, And really There's always going to be That seed in the back of your head That point of inspiration Yeah um, either like, It
0: this- came from a legitimate place Like If you are creating something mm-hmm. It's a part of you It's where it came from You're not going to lose that You may need to find it again, but it's not going to
3: be hard. Yeah. I remember the idea, when I came the idea for Fugitive, like, years before I made it, um, and how that one idea was strong enough that it propelled me through the whole process. The idea for Kikai, the idea for, um, like, the idea of the witch game where I wanted that, like, weird, ambiguous Kind of horny sacrifice scene, yeah, and then building everything around that. Um, and it, it wasn't a ZZT game first; it was, a, I was thinking of it as a story or a Twine game, and then it just shifted over time. An entirely different um,
0: medium presented so, itself. Yep,
3: Th- that's and another that, thing. Is like,
0: if you want to get started on something creative, start with the thing you want to do the most. Like mm-hmm. you said that, like you had that idea for the porny sacrifice scene. It's just like okay. <laughs> start with the thing that you want to do the most. Think about it, dwell yeah. on it, write it, create it. Whatever you want to do, start somewhere. That's, a, that's yeah. a starting point.
3: Build around, come back, and, you know, change it when you need to. Mm-hmm. So, a, a work doesn't die when you put it down. As long as that original point of inspiration is still enough to make you excited to work on it, Yeah. Um, eventually, then you can come back to it and it'll still be just as alive and just as Ready for you to wrap it up, yeah. um, And if the point, if that point of inspiration is no longer compelling, if it's like, no, I don't actually like this, then nothing's lost.
2: <laughs>
0: there you it go. Wasn't
3: worth, it probably wasn't worth it in the first place. If it's not a thing that drives you now, yeah, then you're okay. And peaches um, has a great,
0: a great sentiment here. Is like, you know, the most interesting part is usually what can be, cha- what can be salvaged if you decide to change or scrap it. Mm-hmm. You can always learn so, something, even from something that gets scrapped.
3: Mm-hmm. So as long as you want to work on something in the fu- whether that's now or in the future, you can. Yes, like, it's not dead. Yeah, like Rhett, creativity, creativity doesn't die. Yeah. yeah, I think I have one more important one, but I'm um, out.
1: uh so my thoughts are kind of maybe in a different tangent than yours. Mine is like, when writing stuff or making anything, like I'll really kind of just start off with a small text file and just kind of have a a light map of where i want things to go like okay i want this scene then this scene and this is where it has to go by the end but like not hammering out the details too early on and kind of being mm. committed to things like when doing a lot of i versus pi episodes it would be like okay here's what i want to express in this episode and then kind of just writing the jokes
0: yeah. later on basically. yeah like let it like write it like the like all that shit seems so free form to me yeah mm. And then for, like, Hunters, it was a lot of, like,
1: okay, I want this stage, then this stage, and a boss here, but, like, you know, the details came much later. But I think it really helps to kind of have guidance of what your end point is going to be, so you can kind of look ahead still. Mm -hmm. And another thing I think is also important is when making things, like, it tends... Sometimes your ideas get ahead of you, and the scope of a project can really kind of balloon out of control. Yeah. Mm-hmm. which is which is really what happened with hunters, where that game was like I was maybe be like a year project six months, and then it turned into three years because it just kept getting bigger, so I would also say like you, you can let that happen and you can make great things that way, but also maybe don't be afraid to scale back the scale of something if you're not feeling it as much because bullet phase was another game I made that. I originally was thinking like it was going to be twice as big and I was just like no I kind
0: of just cut this off Poly yeah. Dungeon did the same thing Poly Dungeon scope mm. got cut in half halfway through production oh, yeah mm-hmm. but, and it can make a
1: better product though if it's like much tighter more focused on what's still there
3: mm-hmm. exactly like, like it, might be, it might wind up better when you do that like yeah. a lot of the times cutting down the scope is better I think in um, general
1: like editing is important yes you don't want mm. every little possible idea in something which maybe happened with Hunters. <laughs>
3: yeah. <laughs> maybe. Um, Chelsea, said, Chelsea and Peachy both say, I love having finished projects, but the making of them in and of itself doesn't necessarily always sustain me. And I yeah. think that that really speaks to my experience too. Like, it's the opposite of what Sayara said, where it's about the experience. For me, I I really want to see the thing that I wanted, made, made, and I want to hold it in my hands and have it be this finished thing. Um And that's really my reward. Um Yeah. So, it's it's not like a lot of the time, the actual process isn't like necessarily much of a blast. I think Her Lullaby was one of the only ones where like, yeah. this is really fun all the way through. Yeah,
0: we literally never hit a point when writing Her Lullaby mm-hmm. where it was just like, oh man, I'm so bummed about, it. like we never... <laughs> Every single day was literally this string of DMs of just literally, "Holy shit, we're fucking geniuses." Okay, except
3: for working on the save system. Oh god, fuck that noise! (laughs) Yeah, Polly didn't worry about that. I programmed the save system. Yeah, very hard. Yeah, yeah. Um, One more thing. um, I I like talking about this stuff. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, like that was another thing I was gonna. That that Red said was the scope. Um, I think every single person who starts out wanting to make something is going to start because they fell in love with large scale projects like on trigger or game or other huge things, pieces of art, star Wars. They want to create that kind of experience. And you, I just don't think it's wise to try to start there. I think you should try to start with smaller stories that are still beautiful in their own way. Um, I think, and, and the one last thing is that, um, you're not actually making something until you are making it. Yeah. Um, Once, if you want to make a video game, um, you haven't really started making the video game until you... Like, I don't mean this in, like, a prescriptive shitty way. I mean it in, like, I... Once you, like... You can keep something in your head for forever, and that's beautiful. That's a wonderful thing. But it's always, always, always going to change... Hugely in the actual process of putting the words onto the word processor, putting the pen on the page or writing or figuring out the programming engine so that you can draw sprites on the screen. Yeah. Um, And you have to start. Um, Yeah, that's the
0: most important thing is you've got to mm -hmm. just fucking do something. And that's hard. Mm -hmm. That's still a hard thing. You know, there's Mm -hmm. just a lot of factors that can go into the process of being a creative. And it's just like... You're just not feeling it. You don't feel creative. You look at what you do and you don't feel that it's good enough. Like, there are a lot of barriers that hold you back. And, like, we can't possibly sit here, like, with, you know, what little time we have remaining here and just say, and try to go over all of them. It's impossible Mm -hmm. because everybody's different. Like, we've all kind of got to, like, bounce ideas off of somebody. Like, try not to, like, always be in your own head about things, too. I think that's really important. Um, finding somebody to bounce ideas off of, or talk about why you feel stuck.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, you don't have a like. The process of creating art is not the process of, of taking something in your head and then reproducing it on the screen or the page. Yeah, it all uh, it transforms completely in the creation process which I think is good, because otherwise the creation process would probably be really boring. Yeah, like,
0: like, like I think me and Sayara are more similar, and I think Rhett and John are probably more similar. Mm-hmm. Uh, at least in that regard, because, like, I do get a lot of joy out of the process of making a thing and kind of, like, seeing mm-hmm. it gradually come to life. And, like, I like looking back on, like, okay, I have a new... I have this whole new toolkit of things that I learned from making... The thing mm-hmm. that I made, I can probably do other cool things with these new tools. Awesome!
3: Yeah, when something comes together in a way that you didn't expect, that's always huge. Yeah, and depending on the scale of the project, like with something like Her Lullaby, you'll have a number of like micro versions of that, just from moment to moment. Like, yeah. oh wow, I didn't expect that. But if you're if you're making like a smaller thing, a lot of the times it won't. Really, you won't get that. You won't get that. Everything like, coming together yeah. until near the end. Yeah, and it feels so good. But yeah, finish. Start things. Start small and finish. Yeah, and go big or go back. home. That's or if right.
0: you're, or if you're gonna go big, like, it, I don't know. There's like a mentality you have to keep within you somehow. just like, of what, of like this thing you're doing. It yes, it is very cool and it is very important. But you might need to step away from it from time to time.
3: <laughs> yeah. Just ultimately the only thing that matters is what is actually what is outside of your head because that's the only thing that other people are gonna see. And and that's like the joy of it, is that you get to share something inside yourself with other people. And I really like that. <laughs> Go ahead, Rhett.
1: Oh, I didn't mean to like Counter you, but like my for me personally, I never intentionally started with small projects. It was just Adventures of Mike Man is this big, like five level game, and it's gonna have all these environments and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you like, kind I, just... I never started with small no, projects, never. Nope. I just went big from the very start, and yeah. then they kept getting bigger until yep. I finally broke.
0: Yeah, I went for <laughs> you went broke, for, and went... Flash 4 broke.
1: <laughs> oh, yeah, I fucking destroyed that thing. <laughs>
3: I, got, I went to copy. I, I I tried to rip off Mike Mantu and it was for like my eighth game or something. And it was still like yeah. a much smaller thing than Mike Mantu. But... Yeah. Yeah. God.
0: Do we have any more questions? No, we do not. All
3: cool. right.
0: So, guess I want to take this opportunity again to thank each and every one of you out there. Uh, you've kind of you know what makes this kind of you, you make it worth doing. You listen Aww. to us. You like. Like, who, like, when we started this thing three years ago, it was just like, who the fuck is going to listen to us babble for three hours <laughs> about the most mundane bullshit? The things that they could probably be doing. Um, But you all have, and that's really cool. And we really do uh, appreciate everybody sticking around. We, of course, appreciate everybody that has you know, worked with us on artwork, or worked with us for music, and of course, everybody that's been a guest, you've always been fantastic, and we've always enjoyed your company, and one way or another, we got something out of that, man, remember Monster Hunter? No, no! (laughs) Y'all want to talk about Monster Hunter for a bit? (laughs) No! I love you, Vanner. you know I'm just fucking around, but, um... Yeah, you all are fantastic, and I have the two best co-hosts anybody could ever hope uh, to do to, to a podcast with. Uh, so I just want to thank both of you as well for, you know, three fucking years of just like, how did we get this far? Time stops for no one. <laughs> You're not wrong. <laughs> so I, I still don't know when we're coming back at a regular capacity. There's a lot of stuff up in the air about that. Uh, Rhett's got some stuff coming up that may kind of make it a little harder to do things on the regular. Um, I'm still at a point where I want to be creating things right now, even though I did play through Trails in the Sky, and, you know, that made me also finish. Uh, God damn it, Carmichael! (laughs) I love you, but god damn it! Um, But... (laughs) Yeah, I don't know when we're coming back on the regular. Uh, so just, you know, keep an eye on the main page and we'll, we'll you know, we'll get back to something. It's always kind of. It, it, so it's, it's up in the air. We're not going away forever. The podcast is never going to die. Straight up.
4: Never. Uh,
0: never. We will always have it in us to do a, a Socks cast. God damn it, Tingu. <laughs> You're getting uh, paid now. I'm getting paid now. Getting them big Twitch bucks. Um,. But um, man, yeah, we don't know when we're coming back. Uh, we'll we'll try and get something figured out here in the next month or two. Um, but yeah, just kind of keep an eye uh out on the main page. We also, you know, stop by the Discord. We're always hanging there. There's always good times to be had there. Um, so as we wind this thing down, John Fire, yeah. First of all, thank you very much for being my co-host. Secondly. Where can we find you on the old Internet: Farawaytimes.com that's a, that's a good website. I hear there's lots yep. of good games that people can play there. Yep. Links to my
3: blog and my Twitter. And then on my blog is a link to my itch.io, which is the same thing. Cool. That's, that's pretty cool.
0: cool. And Rhett! Hey! Hi. Thank, thank, thank you for being my co-host. And my, Aww, be- and my cool. best friend for six, for 17 years.
1: Jesus Christ, don't say the number. It's, yeah,
0: it's kind of crazy. It's kind of
3: crazy. That's basically as old as <laughs> I Yeah.
0: <laughs> Where can uh, our pals on the old internet find you?
1: Uh, in 3tumblrcom There's also lots of games there. Google there's and play Hunter's
0: Relics of Stars. The Hunter's The Relic of the Stars is a good game. Well, yeah, just minus the. No, there's a the in there. There's lots of well, them. Yeah, but you don't have to Google search the buzz.
3: <laughs> no, you don't. <laughs> Hunters the relics of the wait, damn their mind poly yeah. just
0: just just uh yeah, go play Hunter's Relic of Stars, go play Bullet Phase. Go play Super Zalixer if you want to yeah. bend your fucking mind. Go That'll, play Adventures of Mike Man too. Those are all good <laughs> if games. you want to bend your fucking mind. If you want to bend your fucking mind. Uh and you can find me, as always, at my dumb website. You can email me at Polly. At socksonkeeplesexy.net. You can also shoot us questions there. You can also shoot questions to at SPS underscore updates. But since we're not doing regular podcasts, it's probably a bad idea to send questions, right? <laughs> yeah. All right. So with that, we're going to get out of here. We hope you all have a great week and we hoped you enjoyed spending your Sunday evening with us. And uh, hey, remember, we are the podcast that loved you, we are the only ones that love you.